Welcome to Wednesday Comics. You are listening to Wednesday Comics, brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles, and WednesdayComics.com. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have uh, Alex Pastrallo. Why? What the last name? I don't know. You know what the thing? Not even a nickname. You know what I believe it is? Is that I was going to give you a nickname and I couldn't think of one. So I go Pastrallo as like a reaction. It's like you're in, like, I realize you're introducing me to our guests and our listeners, but. One, they already know my name. They want to know what amazing Alex nickname. Alex B. Keaton, the man from Family Ties himself to my right. And across from me, we have uh, Gary <laughs> Shandling himself. Garrett. By the know? way, hello, everyone. <laughs> nope, because that Gary has two R's. I only have one R because no Gary in the history of the planet besides that fucker has two R's. I, I, I sent you two people. Yeah. So it's two people. Plus or no. <laughs> and I'm a uh, guy to the right, his left. Marvin. And Who's my left? left? Alex's left? left? Oh, no, my, my left, left is in front of me. <laughs> Wait, why does it work? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're left. When will then become now? <laughs> <laughs> we are Wednesday Comics, your weekly comic book podcast. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. That's the only oh, way Alex go. knows yep. otherwise. I even looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot that. How's the week been? Let's just say not even comic-wise. How's it been for you personally? Feeling good? <laughs> Chipper? Has been pro- well, it's fine. not quite... Well, I know the show comes out on Sundays, but we record on Thursday this week, and it's not fucking Friday yet, so once it gets to Friday. And I'm ready for that Friday. I oh, actually have tomorrow fun. off, so I'm pretty excited. I actually had today off, unexpectedly, because uh, Jack, my son, was uh, had a fever. So oh, really? Yeah. Hot damn. Who knows? I might have a fever right now. Actually, I'm pretty hot right now. I don't know why. I might, I might be sick. Why are your eyes green? Uh, <laughs> hulking out. <laughs> Can you imagine if your friend was the Hulk? If you were Hulk with Bruce Banner, you would never be able to do anything. See, when we talk about the reviews later, there's one character in that Hulk book that I fucking hate. But let's say... Like, I'm just saying. That person would be the best friend. You play poker with, a, with Bruce Banner. You don't right. know. He might go off. <laughs> you know, you're like, you, oh, you play a prank at him. He might go off. I'm sure Bruce Banner's not in a situation where he's like, I'm going to do things that potentially will make me hulk out and murder the But is it only table. when he gets angry or when he feels threatened? I always I understand. Like, when you watch... Um, isn't it Incredible Hulk? He can't have sex because his heart rate gets too high. Oh, yeah. Neil Sturgeon. So it's, it's his heart rate. That no wonder he listens control. to the Lonely Man song every what time. If his, <laughs> what if his football team goes to the Super Bowl? He can't watch the game with them and they start losing. He's going to hulk out. Can't get angry. Can't get he'll happy. Your, can't get he'll sad. ruin your salsa. He, he's got Tai Chi. <laughs> tai Chi. No. I, you know, I, I don't think I would ever want to be friends with the Hulk. I but, would be friends with the Hulk. You ride on his back, punching people out. Okay. Are we talking about Hulk where he's still, you know, he can think or is this Hulk smash? Hulk smash. I don't want to be Hulk smash, friend. <laughs> P. Hulk told you how. Meanwhile, though. <laughs> what the fuck? Hulk just steps on He's like, fuck you. Meanwhile, though, I think it'd be cool to be friends with, not Hydra Cap, but Captain America. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Stand-up guy. Uh, yeah, he does all those videos in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> so be like, he'll be like, hey, make sure you lift it before you swipe. You know what? That's a, gr- that's a great example of how much those movies get him correct. Because that cab would do those kind of videos because he'd be like, right. oh, sure, I'll do that for you. Yeah. Be like, of course, I want to tell people not to, uh, 
what was it? Do drugs. Don't do drugs. And stay, in stuff, stay in school. Stay in school. You got detention. He would do all that stuff. He's like, oh yeah, I want to put people on the right path. I don't think Peter, I, I couldn't let Peter Parker be my friend. Now that I got not, not reliable, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere with him. Nope, he'd always be gone. I'd you invite him to dinner, and he wouldn't show up, and you would get a, just get a text back. Oh, sorry, I, something came up. I'd be, I'd be friends with Daredevil though, Matt Murdock. I'd be friends with him. I would. I mean, only if you're having him over to make supper because he can't see. He's not gonna make that good. <laughs> I would think he's actually a pretty good cook. You know why? He can smell all the spices. Now, and if I didn't know this, yes, I would be friends with him. Not gonna judge. But now, but I know, like, I know this information already. Yeah. I know that he's blind, you know, pretending he can't see shit. So he, like, over-exaggerates his blindness. I'm not being friends with that guy. He's going to be dropping coffee when he's bringing yeah, it to me. right? Just, just to, to be, be like, oh, go, I don't know how to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, in fucking the worst Daredevil movie of all time where he's like, uh, to Electra, I'm blind. She's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. To be fair, only to one told. Daredevil movie ever made, right? One movie? Yeah, only yeah, one yeah. movie. Whatever, did. whatever. So the worst movie is the only one Representation. movie. Representation. Uh, technically, there's two. There's a director's cut and a theatrical cut. Yeah, so the go same, watch Argo and fuck yourself. Little, they both have different. the same problem, though? Huh? You know what's funny? They had some uh, pictures recently of the Defenders, like uh, promo pics, of them just out of character, just the actors taking a pic, and all of them looking at the camera, and Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, is like looking to the side. <laughs> I was like, he's in character. <laughs> he's good. I don't know if it's on purpose or if he actually, you know... They caught him off guard. But like he, <laughs> That's the best thing. I, I, I kind of hope it was that they drew it. Uh, made me laugh. That's also another thing. It's like there was some comic we got. What was uh I think it was in. No, it wasn't Vision. There was a comic we got where like it shows everybody like and they're like looking towards somebody. And Jared, I was like. <laughs> I was just like. That guy plays it up a lot. That's what I mean. He'll over exaggerate. over there, young man. <laughs> He'll be like. That's fucking amazing. I definitely want to see this now. I think it is. I think it is Vision. Yeah, he's... where everybody was like looking towards uh, Scarlet Witch and what's her name. We're telling a story. And yeah. Daredevil was like, <laughs> where, are, where are you guys? But where, where I'd like, a, or if somebody who was legitimately blind wouldn't be that far off, they'd be, be looking towards the source of the sound. But he plays it up like, what? What's I think on? if nothing else, you'd end up just looking down, trying to focus on where to look. Sorry, my mouth went down. But like you'd be looking down instead of. But Batman, Stupid Bruce Wayne, you want to be friends with that guy? No, no way. Nah, he'd be an asshole. Ain't, yeah, he'd be an asshole. He's yeah, angry. He'd be training to be a bat like Robin, and then basically he'd be like, "Go fucking do my laundry." He'd well, be like distracted. Wait, wait, are we are we being like sidekick? Not sidekick, but just no, no it's just like, friends. Like we're just close friends. with them. He, I, don't, I don't think. Why would treat. Why would Bruce Wayne be friends with you for any reason other than to further his? I wouldn't. But during the day, like at work, saying we, you work at Wayne Industries, I would he's never like see him. He'd be too fucking busy anyway. He'd be sleeping that's all what day. I mean. You wouldn't see him. So no, and when he's with you, that's the way you get the fucking gold watch every year for your one year anniversary. And when he's with you, he's like looking at his watch, being like, it's "Five o'clock, you're yeah. done here. It's five like somewhere, I, right? I gotta go somewhere." Now Superman, though, yeah, he'd be cool. Yeah, he'd be cool hanging with. I mean, you know, go save some cats. Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash. I think not Flash, maybe not. Not Flash, dude. You guys go run and get some burritos. I know, but oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I would even notice he was gone. He'd be like back in. I'd be like, like even in Smallville, they do that where they like go from Kansas all the way to Mexico to get some tacos and come back. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Now they get food poisoning and shit their guts out. <laughs> Racist. Where does he go? <laughs> huh? Where does he go? Oh, Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, odds are they had a drink. Hey, I had, I, had a, <laughs> I had uh, Mexican food off uh, 12th Street in an unmarked uh, uh, truck. Uh, that's not even, I'm not even lying. That's true. Oh, really? Yesterday, yeah. Feel perfect. Fine. A couple tacos. That would explain that fever you think yeah, you might like have. Yeah, just like 10 seconds ago, he's like, I think I have a fever. Three tacos. Tarisa? <laughs> it was good. Free taco. Yeah, uh, when they were free tacos, you probably should have said no. No one would be cool as Lex Luthor. 
Like, I know he's evil. Just listen. But it'd be cool to see how his brain process works. Yes, it'd be fun to see him push me out the window of his building. It'd be fun to see the uh, cunning man. It'd be fun to see the psychopath, how his brain works. (laughs) (laughs) It would be. It'd be cool to see, like, he's so omnipotent in his business world. Like, to just be, like, if you're doing the whole business esque. Now, the Joker, there's a man I want to hang out with. Fuck. Because I might die. Who knows? You know, I think. (laughs) It's like going on an amusement park, right? He's like, fuck, I might die tonight, buddy. (laughs) I'm thinking to hang out with the Joker is like hanging with a great white shark. I, you never know You're if he's actually the eat ground. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that cage and bulletproof. Or it's just like Grizzly Man. You ever see Grizzly Man documentary? Uh-uh. The guy who hangs up, hangs up with uh, grizzly bears. He becomes friends with them. Then one day they kill him. So it's like yeah. one day yeah, they one day they just they get attack hungry. him. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. Oh, well, there's that wolf guy, the Wolf Man from I don't know a couple years ago. I'm sure he got eaten by a pack of wolves. Yeah, haven't heard of him since. I'm still haunted by wolves after seeing the gray. So those fucking wolves are terrifying. Oh. Speaking of which, Razagul. Or Raisha, I always say. I don't know. No, Raisha's if you're a friend. Ross is if you're not. Okay. So well, that's, why, that's why Bruce always calls him Raish. Like I always call him friend, Raish. Then you, you call him Raish. Even, that wouldn't be bad. That'd be better than Lex, I think. Raish. That would be interesting, but... I mean, you would have once, to believe in what he believes in. He's kind of like hey. that. He's like that guy, like, once he's in your life, like, he's not leaving. Like, he's going to have... he. You're involved in his plot now, somehow. Even if you didn't want anything to do... You delivered him a pizza. Odds okay. are pretty good. Now you're part of my life. He yeah, like he, puts you in a situation where you have to start killing people. Just he like, would be, hey, can you give me poison a, pizzas. Yeah. yeah, hey, go give me a pizza, and he you leave, and then you come back. He goes, by the way, I put a virus in you, and now you infect everybody. That's what I wanted. You know, you killed them all, but you know, you're gonna die too. <laughs> Thank you. You sacrifice yourself for the. If you find a cure, you can be the head of the demon. I know you won't. <laughs> that you know what? Think about this. If you're in in any Marvel, uh, whatever it's called now, six one six Prime, whatever it's called, DC, or in the DC universe. <clears throat> If you're in any of those universes, like, how do you even go to sleep at night? How do you even live? I don't understand. I, I've, I oft, would, I've actually often thought about real life. If these heroes, these villains are real, it I, would be so fucking terrifying. I guess if you, you're in the Marvel world, as long as you're not in New York, you're good. Yeah. And in DC, as long as you're not in Gotham, Metropolis. Like, if you live in the middle, at least that's what you have to do. You live in the middle of the farm. But then again, no, no, because sometimes shit's, the whole world's going to blow no, up. No, DC <laughs> has more epic scope things. Marvel, you're right. It's New York or bust. Like, if you're in Kansas in, in the Marvel universe, like, that's the safest fucking state you can be in, or South Dakota even. would be safe. But even still, you're like, you're worried all the time. Yeah. Probably. Probably like uh, how I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking to your core. You know what? We were going to talk about something else for free talk, but we're already... Uh, I think that's good. Yeah, I know we planned something else. Oh, actually, this, we this, this, something this, this, this turned, this turned out, out way better, better than I We planned something insightful, something that was going to be, uh, you know, we're going to eye opening. Yeah, we were going to talk about something, but that was good. You know, we'll who, you know what time. made the mistake? Hulk. Hulk is the worst thing to start with. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> no. Brought to you by Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing, featuring news, reviews, and a comprehensive chronology of the Swamp Thing. All in Files number one is currently sold out. Issue 2 is in production. Make sure to follow John on Twitter at DC World Swampy or on Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. That is Roots of the Swamp Thing.com for more of the green. You know who I like would like to hang out with is uh, Namor. Speaking of which, Secret <laughs> Empire number 8. Okay, worst transition ever written is by, for like two panels. Written by uh, Nick, the mastermind Spencer. <laughs> Art by Daniel Acuna with Rod Rice, uh, Sean, how do you say that? Ezek, and Javi uh, Tarjila. By the way, 
Daniel Kuna, Rod Rice in this book, great. The other two, shit. I don't know which one you were, but took me out of the book. Yep, yep. I thought this book was I, really good. The, I the, really the writing was out. amazing. Let me. Okay, what did you guys? Yeah, what do you think of this issue? I think the art compared to six a million times better. So that was enough to like I yeah they have, I did notice the change in artists that's true but it was it didn't take me out because I was like the whole time I was like at least it's not that shit these two are better yeah than the six villain artist yeah which I'm sure I've I already forgotten was, six I think it was Rochelle was on that issue I think it's her art but these two were fine I'm but it, not fine as it like oh I would just be passable if this was the art for the whole issue I would hate it. But it was like three pages, and I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. But it just took to me get out it done. But it was one of those things I flipped the page, and then it, it changed. It was not it was like bad. their style, though. Yeah. No. So it was like, oh, here's my new. Yep. And it was like just random. It wasn't like a certain story part or a different setting. It was just like, hey, you do these three pages, and then it'll switch to my art. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right. Did you read Captain America 25 I did, for this? So I was going to see what you guys thought of this issue. Story. I wise. feel like I wasn't missing anything. Yeah, I, I honestly really What was I it. missing? Oh, really? Yeah. Did uh, Falcon Cap like T-Bag uh, Cap? Or I messed up. Because you read Secret Empire first, I read Secret Empire <laughs> first. I read Nick's thing on uh, on uh, Twitter, and it he said read it first, and I was like, I read okay, I'll get her Captain America first, and then I saw something. Some other person on Twitter was like, reminder, please read Captain America first. I think it's something at Marvel, one of the editors. It also says it on the title page of Secret Empire. Does it? I don't read that. Yeah. Um, I don't either. But I'm it is like four it. pages in, by the way, too. So I would have already spent, I already would have yeah. read and be like, up, oh, skip that. Right. Uh, so I read Secret Empire first, and I did feel a little bit like, hmm, there's some things that I might have just forgot from last issue. That's what I thought. And then I read Captain America, and I was like, oh, here they are. Like, for example, here's the things you missed. But it really, like you said, you really don't need to know. So I feel like I wasted five bucks. But, I mean, the art was good. Mm. I like uh, Jesus. Uh, 32 pages for five bucks. That's a fucking joke. Mm. And, by the way, I, I tried to figure out if they're changing the numbering, what's going on with that? Is there only one cap series? There is only one cap series now, but I don't know if it's continuing off of this numbering. Who knows? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, I assumed with, uh, isn't it Wade and Samney taking over for that 12 issue run that maybe that's the start. I, don't of know. I just told the shop. I was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on with this numbering. And, uh, JP said, I don't know either. And I said, uh, I know Steve Rogers is done. I, cause I checked, but I don't know if this is going off of Sam Wilson's or is it going back to the original numbering? I know it is eventually. Mm. So I go, whatever's cap. I go just put that on my list. I don't know what the hell it is. And he's like, okay, I'll just put Captain Rank on there. Anyway, so uh, you learn Namor uh, regretting giving up the piece of the Cosmic Cube. And then he, and then somebody comes to the door shadow. It's Bucky. And then we see that in Secret Empire. Um, don't feel like it things, missed out on Yeah, anything. things that we were going to find. That out made anyways. sense. I mean, they tell you in Secret Empire anyway. We see uh, what seems like is a good idea. What actually was when it first started in this issue, I actually enjoyed. And then at a point, I was like, all right, this is going way on way too long. For the first three-fourths of it, so I would say the first like 22 pages, 20 pages, it is first Cap tells a speech about why he's going to war. We're going to war for this reason, yada, yada, yada. It's like a huge speech, a lot of text. Yeah. Look at this text. And uh, it starts off good, and then eventually it's like he's just saying the same things over again. And so eventually I was just like, well, that's, that's too much. And then it's Sam Wilson doing a speech it's because it starts at the beginning there's two speeches today and sam wilson's like hey we gotta do all this like trying to motivate people inspire people i know when i said i was gonna become captain america i'm not doing speeches but i guess here's one he says and he does a speech trying to motivate everybody to come together to fight uh cap uh steve rogers cap uh and the same thing at the beginning i was like all right 
And then eventually I was like, how long is this going to go? Like, I don't understand. You feel like you're just wasting pages. And then the... Then it ends. There's something else, too. The Namor thing happens, and there's something else that happens. Hulk throws up a piece. Was it Hulk? Oh, no. So that guy in Secret Empire 1 that we saw, was it 1 or 0? I don't know what it was. We saw that inhuman who could throw up things. Oh, yeah. So the reason why in Secret Empire 8 they have a cosmic cube is they meet him. They go, he's like, I can throw up anything. I just have to think of it. They're like, anything? So Tony, AI Tony shows him the cosmic cube, and he throws up the piece. That's how they get a piece. He makes it happen by throwing it up. He's called uh, Barf, is what they call him. So I was like, oh, here's the guy. guy. That's why they showed him the first one. Now it pays off in a separate series, (laughs) like not even Secret Empire. You know, the weird thing never even occurred to me how they got it. I just assumed they got it. Yeah. You know what this feels like, this whole issue? It feels like this should be part of Secret Empire, but they cut it out just to have a more cohesive story. And then they were like, I'll just make that an issue then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we'll just jump four issues in one series. This feels like he cut it out of Secret Empire, and they're like, "Oh, you can make that an issue." He's like, "All right, I'll make it my Captain." Which America. is ironic because that's the thing we talked about in uh, Batman twenty eight last week that they should have made the Death Shot or yeah. um, that's the they should have pulled that out of the and shown us yeah. as opposed to this where we didn't fucking need it. Yeah. It's all right. It just feels unnecessary and doesn't feel like it was worth five bucks for thirty two pages. pages. The art Jesus. was good. Some most of the writing was. I mean, it's. Like I've said before, Nick's writing is not bad. He knows how to write these people. It's just sometimes he overwrites. A little wordy. Yeah. And sometimes he doesn't know how to get his, point, get his point across in like simpler ways rather than having a wall of text. So it was fine. But then Secret Empire. I mean, story-wise, really yeah. the issue was really good. I, I thought it. it was very powerful. Like it was, I call it like the sizzler. Like, you know, in Walking Dead, I think of the TV show where they like, they split up the group basically in a different, it's like you see two characters, two characters, and that there's always an episode where you get all the characters together and shit actually starts happening. Yeah. Like this was that issue where all groups are like coming together and it's like, all right, now let's fucking go. It feels a little like in uh, Civil War Two, whatever that issue was where they had the big fight. Five. That felt like um, it was. There was nothing to it. Like let's just fight. Let's just have an issue where yeah. they fight. This actually felt like there was something on the line. So that's yeah. it for me at least. There was, was there's good build up to them actually making these teams come together, and I enjoyed the uh, Maria Hill part where she's even come to that realization. The heroes need to come back. And spoilers, they end up taking out somebody. Was yeah. it a blackout? Yeah, the guy that created the dark sphere. The dark bubble. Yeah, Maria, she, yeah, she's the man. I, I really enjoyed that. That was cool. I thought Akuna's art is great. I also love Akuna's art. His coloring's great. Rod Rice is great. His coloring's great on those pages. Oh, we learn at the end the cliffhanger is that Cubics is there. So I assume that is confirmation that this is the Cosmic Cube universe since she is the Cosmic Cube, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now he, so he's been, his real essence is stuck inside the cosmic cube. So when she changed him, she just took over his real personality and kept him in the cosmic cube. Hmm. So the way to get it back is to get the whole cosmic cube together and will Steve back is what they're trying to do. Get the whole cosmic cube. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we didn't want <laughs> it's better than it being some sort of like dreamscape dream in his head. Well, I don't know if it's better. It just, for me, the other one was too like on the head. We like, Oh, his real self is trying to fight their way out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you could have done that without showing me it. This, at least, there's a reason for showing me it. It's hap- actually happening in yeah. a cube. It's not something that's, you know... Uh, Makes more sense why they want to get metaphor. the cube. Yeah. So. Well, they don't know that. I mean, I'm sure... No, no, I, but I'm, I, there's got to be something that the heroes know. Whoa, what if they get the cube together and then Steve Rogers turns into the cube? 
No, he won't. Jesus. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, God, I think it's good. like a seven. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I think it was just average. Like, I give it an eight. Oh, I don't I think it was the best of the series. I was it an eight. I don't think it was. It was fun it compared was, to the rest of the right. series. Yeah. You know what I mean? The rest of the series has been like so heavy-handed and like... This was like an accelerant. Seven, seven was still the best. I'd give seven a nine, almost a ten, because I enjoyed it but so much. But once again, I think we've been saying all along, it doesn't work when you have 15 artists, when you have 15 stories going on. Seven was like one story, and this is like... There's a couple other stories, but it's like mainly Akuna art the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So it like feels like actually one issue and not like 15 issues put together. Yeah. And I think that helps when you're reading it. It certainly Marvel's, does for me. I think Marvel's finally trying to, you know, not have an event delayed. Since I actually enjoy, but I'm actually enjoying this event now. Yeah. Like this is actually a book that, I'm, oh, it comes out. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. So. It just made me think that I would get that Omega follow up thing to see, just to see what happens, just to see what the new status quo is. And can I get your code? Ah. <laughs> hey, by the way, there's an ad in this book. I want to get you guys' opinion. That Legacy by Jason Aaron. And uh, I think it's too soon. Is it Rib- Ribic? Is that something you guys are even interested in? I'm gonna get it. I know I'm gonna get it because it's kicking off. Basically, it's like the rebirth issue for DC. I know it's like hook line sinker, but Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. Yeah, it's just them two. And say with that's a great team with Ribic being on it. I even looked at that little bit of sketches. Like you know that looks really good. And if he's gonna be on the whole, um, it's a event mini type thing, right? Oh, it's just a one shot. Oh, if it's a one shot, I'll get it. Yeah, legacy. Yeah. I thought it was just a one-shot. I like Jason Aaron a lot. I liked... Uh, it's five. Did Ribic do... He, he did, did Avengers, Mighty right, Thor. with Hickman? Yeah. And he, yeah, and he yeah. did um, Mighty Thor, or Thor right. got a Thunder. And it has the checklist on the back of that page, too, of all the books getting renumbered and everything, so... Which I'm is lucky I only get, I think, maybe five of those books, so... But still, I think, like, for the new Marvel Universe, that's definitely something that's probably necessary to check out. No, otherwise I'll I'll get it. I'll give it a try. So, you know what else we got today? Not today. Sorry, I keep. You know what? Sometimes I still think we do these shows on Wednesday nights. I know we don't. Detective Comics number nine sixty two, written by James Tinian the fourth, art by Alvaro Martinez, colors by Brad Anderson. I tell you what, there's some good shit in this book. This is I. It's really hard to do this, but I think this is the best arc of Detective. Like that first arc was amazing. I think this is fucking a million times better. Like Best I, issue, I think, still goes to, what, 940? Where Tim. Yeah, when Tim goes away. Yeah, that was really great. But this arc as a whole, yeah. I mean, I haven't, like, I mean, I was excited during that arc. But this one, every issue that came out, I was like, yes, I'm so excited for this book. I like, read it right away. I, I caught up on Detective this past week, and I read, what, uh, 960, 961, and then 962 today. Holy shit, they read so well together. And the best, like, guest team person ever, Zatanna. Holy like, shit. She made this arc yeah, awesome. She was the best part about it. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And it's fun, like, tying back into Bruce's past. And the only thing I was sad about is this issue. Like, it was Batman and Zatanna basically just doing, like, an action page for, like, two pages, two or three pages. And it was like, oh, so all this back matter we've been building towards is just falling out on this. Spot. What do you mean? But the back matter was the was, orb, and then it's she, the orb, but then the year to what the uh, right. on. Yeah, but that part was smaller in scope than the rest of the story going on. So yeah, it turned more into Azrael being the front of the story. Then, but that's the whole point of yeah, what I've know, seen Detective yeah. to be is that it's not even about necessarily Batman. Batman yeah. brought everyone together. But the most enjoyable part of this arc was Batman and Satana together. I think this. I I don't think I agree with it being the best arc. I think it's still. I still like the mm-hmm. first one the more. 
Um, and I don't even think this is the best issue of the arc. I think the last one was. Yeah. But I really like the art in this arc. I would say it's mm-hmm. the best. I really mm-hmm. do like Eddie Burrows, but this one was like, not just give me out. Al- what was it? Alvarez? Martinez? Yeah. yeah. What was his name? Alvaro Martinez. Martinez. I was like, just give me this guy for now on. Mm-hmm. He has his style that kind of looks like car crucial, but it's more realistic, like in Gotham McHenry, mm-hmm. right? It's very colorful. It's very cartoony, yeah. but it still feels like that Ed, Eddie Burroughs like, uh, mentality. Like they're like, hey, give me some. He's still fitting that style, but he's doing his own thing. Right. So like it's, it, I feel like I love it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, story-wise, I don't know. I'd really, the... Asriel, I don't think I like Asriel that much. Really? Yeah, I think I'm maybe that's huge Asriel. I like him in this book. I I'm not normally an uh, Asriel fan. So like all the, like the uh, his stuff about his past, him trying to get over to the Ascalon thing, all that for me was just like I would want I would try to repass that fast. Yeah. All the other stuff though, great. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's you know it's a f- fun team book that is like a blockbuster movie. Like if you're missing from Batman, if you only read Batman and you're like I want my Batman that's like. Where's all the action? Where's all this kind of stuff? Like, I think that's this book. Yeah. So you should be getting detective. And if you really want a Batman that's more about like his inner uh, character and like him struggling with being Batman, that's Batman for you. That's more right. a psychological book. This is more the action book. Which is how it should have been the whole time. I which mean, is, the New 52 is reverse. It was like Batman or the detective story. Which is kind of weird. It's kind of like what you were saying about Superman. Superman's more about him and his family and acts is more about the mythology. I think the same thing with this. Yeah. Detective's the mythology stuff. Right. And also both action and detective were having stuff for the Oz kind of Watchmen thing. Right. This one we found out where he gives him the orb and he was like, hey, Tim's still alive. And Batman's like, where? And he leaves. He's like, if Tim's still out there, whoever's hiding it from me isn't good. Is it's good. impressive. So we, that's how we ended. It's mm-hmm. like, now he knows what's going to stop him from now Batman's far, addiction. He's going to look start. harder. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been de- basically depressed for how long is that since that arc happened being like, man, I can't believe I 22 issues ago. I caused his death. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, it didn't happen. So now a, he's hopeful because Tim's still out there and B he's pissed that somebody's tricked him. Yeah. So the next arc, I'm really, really looking forward to. This is a really great book to come out of rebirth because I was surprised because a, this is somebody just like uh, Sam Humphreys, James Tinney, and for me at least was like, yeah, he was. I was like, hey, hit he's or okay. miss. Yeah. yeah, he's hit or miss. But this thing's been fantastic. Uh, there was a couple issues that lulled right after that Tim Mark, but otherwise he, he's he, had he's had weak issues, but overall he's he's been standing up pretty well for this book. And I want to give him props for turning a character like Clayface from this like villain to a really fun uh, hero character that. It's really three dimensional, and it's like you feel for him. You really don't want him to turn bad, even though I know at some point he's got to go back to how he was. That's how comics are. He's going to go yeah. back, or maybe he sees I his way. I hope he doesn't. No, that's what I, I mean. This, this, is, this is probably one of my favorite characters. Actually, is Clayface because he's got more than just I'm a mud dude. Here's so, I've got this backstory. Yeah, I've got this struggle that I have. So for once, you have a villain that is feeling like he's rehabilitated, and now he's helping the heroes out, and you hope nothing happened bad happens to him. Happens to him in battle. Happens to him to make him bad again. To do any of that, he's like, and he seems to really th- like them as friends. And it's it, God, it's such a good because when I first saw him on that team, I was like, Clayface, what the fuck are you doing? Like trying to make a uh, bad guy good. Like it doesn't make sense. And now I wouldn't have any other way. Yeah. Like, he's got to be on that team forever, right? Sometimes I feel like he gets he gets less stage time than everybody else. But when he is on stage, he is so good. I like the relationship that him and Cassandra have like uh, kind of made. It's kind of like a big brother, yeah, sister kind of. Like story. they both are kind of had a shitty life, and they didn't want it that way. Like they're just dealing with the cards they were dealt, and like 
they found some peace in that with each other. And it's a nice, the whole thing is nice character wise, story wise. Like James Tinian is like, I can't believe, which is strange for me because we wrote, we read that, uh, which one was the second one? Forge? Yeah. No, Castings is casting. second. Casting. It's Forge then Casting. So he wrote that and it feels like it's just like, for at least for me, I know you said you like I it. love that. It was like, it felt for me like convoluted. There's too much stuff going on. Whereas this is like, there's just enough going on that I'm like, it is kind of mysterious. Like what's going on? Like who's behind this? Who's behind this? But also it's very streamlined. I never have any issue figuring out what's going on. And yeah. it's action packed. Like it's mm-hmm. perfect. I like, not perfect. It's like your but epic blockbuster. But yeah. I think, I think Tinian on Detective is actually doing his own thing where there was somewhere he had to go with in casting. Whether it be Snyder yeah, or someone else Snyder's was going, hey, and he was doing, here's what you need to do. This is where I need it yeah. to go. So he can write well on his own. It was just, you know, out of uh, Scott Snyder's kind of like pool of writers. Yeah, because like Kyle Huggins was one writer that he kind of like helped. And then Kyle started writing his own books. And James Henning was one of them. So like, I really like that James's writing doesn't really seem a lot like Scott's. Mm-hmm. But you can still tell that they have that same concept of mythology and all that stuff. Cause he kind of puts it in here like, and also like taking things that already exist and kind of building on them. But I think he does it better than Scott. If I'm going to be Honest. frank, I think he does. That's well, fine. I, I actually Snyder's starting to lose that grasp of excitement for me. I think he teases it too long. Yeah. Scott, yeah. he teases it. And then by the time you're there, it's built up too much. Whereas James, he like teases like this orb. And then he teases for like what two three issues, and then yeah. that's it. Oh, here it is. Here's what he does. And then he, yeah, and then it serves the, the point of the, the outcome story. of it. Yeah, I think I think Scott's getting the case of too much. He's doing too much. My, I'm actually, and it's a side note, but talking about James being underneath Snyder in general, I think that new guy who's going to be writing uh, the Signal, I might give issue one a chance. Really? Hey, yeah. I was actually good thing you brought that up. I was talking. I was thinking about that today because I saw they announced it's only three issue mini. It's not an ongoing series. Oh, really? So I might get it. I, th- I think it'd be something that, at least for the show, would be just something to go, hey, here's something new. We can talk about it. I like it. the concept. We'll see. I want to see how it works. So if I get one I like, and I, I like it, it, then it, I might sort of just get the whole thing. You know what I mean? It'd be one of those things. That I, get, I always wonder what happens to crime during the day at Gotham. And I actually have wondered. Batman only does night stuff unless you watch those random TV shows he's out during the day. Mm-hmm. I give this a strong nine. I'm in a nine as well. Yes, nine. I actually was thinking ten earlier tonight, and I was like, "Hey, you know, it's not, it's not as good." Was it in this issue where we saw that uh, he got his mind wiped, Bruce, young Bruce? That was last issue. Last issue, and then he bumps into Roz, yeah. Raish, not at that time. Raish, 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 Raish cool. No, they weren't friends. No, whatever. <laughs> what do you give it? Uh, nine. You know, the I think it was the last issue though that Cassandra says her first, her first complete sentence. Yeah, I kind of like the fact they make reference to it going. Hey, that was a sentence. I was like, oh, that's nice. And she, and then she said something else. And like, that makes sense. And she goes, oh, Shakespeare. I'm learning Shakespeare. So. You guys ruined my transition because you ended with nine. And I was going to say, you know what else is number nine? Hulk number nine. Okay. Written by Merrick. <laughs> I don't know. I fucked it up with you guys. Mariko Tamaki. Art by Julian Lopez. And colors by Matt Mia. What do you guys think about Hulk number nine? Just you and I read it. Oh, he does, he's you, not you getting it. Hulk? Um, I got some gripes with this, with this one. I'm, I'm going to start with the art, not the art I'm used to. Yep. Nope. The, that first arc was really good, really strong with the art. It's now I'm actually finding to get a little less. I'm starting to get bored of it. Um, I think this whole story, this arc is just stupid. It's not as good as the first arc. It's, it's, it's basically, interesting. it's interesting because someone's like hulking out basically. So what's happening is a guy, 
Um, He was a chef, a TV chef. Like a YouTube chef type of thing. His producer basically poisoned him to make him turn into this green cameraman. Whatever the The fuck. The the producer's the boyfriend, and the two cameramen get some drugs from a drug dealer. I don't remember what they call it. Whatever it was that they... Turns into the swamp thing. Yeah, they, they dribbled it on his cake that he's making. Then he starts to hulk out, starts to abomination out, whatever you want to call it. And freaks out and is running, not necessarily running amok, but he's loose in the city and he can't figure out how to unhulk himself or on abomination or swamp thing himself. And the best part about this series has been about Jennifer Walters. And so for the focus to shift to this, I'm actually not enjoying it. Her being Hulk. I enjoyed it more her being Jennifer. Right. And I do, I think that's what the point of the series is like, make you scared of her being Hulk. And, and I thought like she hulks out in this and like speak senses. I thought it was almost like a joke. Yeah. And I was like, this is no, this well, is she's not giving the threat to the cameraman, Ray and Steve going, don't do this again or whatever it was. It's like, yeah. you're not as scary as you were when I kept waiting right. for you to hulk out and you fought the creature in the first arc. Yeah. So, and like what I thought that was the worst power move ever. You're going to scare him into a corner. Why don't you just keep him in fucking holding and be so, like, these guys poisoned him, turned him into this creature that's killing all you people. Like, yeah, I I think it's going to be one of those books. I finish out the arc mm-hmm. just to say I'm done, and then I think I will be finished. I'm not sure yet. I hate Bradley, her little assistant. Well, now then, I've dumb. I know everyone knows that she's She Hulk, but it's something. Yeah, there's something wrong with her having a sidekick. Yeah. The coolest part, I think, about this whole series is how much she jumps off buildings to Hulk out. Yeah. That's a fucking cool concept. Like, she's like, the ang- she doesn't get angry. Well, she does get angry, but I mean, like, most ways to trigger her becoming Hulk, she just jumps off of, off a building. Anxiety. To trigger it, basically, yeah. So, that part's sweet. So, there's, like, a couple times, the last couple issues you see her on the top of a building. She's like, gotta do this. And you see just her green eyes, and you're just like, fuck, she jumped. Yeah, it's that fight or flight, because yeah. even in the Incredible Hulk movie, he tries, well, it's a deleted scene, but he tries to kill himself by shooting himself, but by the time the bullet comes out and hits the back of Star Wars, he's Hulk already, and he spits it out. Is it deleted? It's a deleted scene? I'm pretty sure it is. It is. Oh, because you don't see He talks about it in the movie. Yeah, That's what he's talking about in Avengers. In the, in the uh, movie, there is actual scene. Yeah. I remember yeah. I watched that at your yeah. place where it caps shields in the snow field. Yeah. So when it comes I'll up. have to watch that again. I haven't watched it's that movie in a long time. But yeah, you're right. She jumps out the villain probably to like, she'll die otherwise. So that, yeah. And it shows her That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'd get, I'm going to give this issue a six because it just, it was missing that gravitas of this whole series. The art wasn't as great. The focus wasn't on Jen Walters. This is just like an arc that's filler, it feels like, that's going on too long. You know, it honestly, it feels like it's a, um, oh, what's Hellcat's real name? Patsy Walker. Yeah. It seems like a lot of Hellcat. And it's like, yeah. just, she didn't need to be in this book. Right. She could be in it, but she's got this big to do about being in Jen's business. It's like, well, you don't really need that. Yeah. I'm, I think I'll agree. I'll give it a six. Yeah. Sadness. Uh, a new book came out this week, Mr. Miracle Number 1, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Goretz, the uh, number first issue of 12 miniseries coming out about Mr. Miracle, one of the uh, Jack Kirby inventions. Uh, Jack Kirby, happy birthday, 100 birthday, I think happy today. 100. Is it? Today's the day? Happy 100. Is it? I don't think so. It's this month, sometime. Yeah. Um. But what do you guys think of uh, Mr. Miracle Number 1? <laughs> I really loved it. Um, I'm a big fan of the New Gods. Uh, so seeing, you know, Barda again, 
uh, get a little, you know, I always thought Orion was an asshole, but whatever. It, it definitely it sta- is. It stays true. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool going to Mr. Miracle's like and Barda's origins. Cause like they were born. Um, that cover by the way is amazing. Yeah. Way better than the other cover. Yep. I thought, um, yeah, I think it's what's really nice about this, and I'm like, I'm interested to hear your take, Alex. I know Marvin knows some something about the new gods. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure, right? But um, were you confused when they were talking about the mythology in this book at all? Yes. Okay. There, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the art was spectacular, but there's things that I don't know, Mister Miracle, enough that I'm, I'm confused. You need to stick. I I just want you to stick with it because I think well, it'll not, make I won't drop more it. Sense, right? I mean, I won't drop. I know, it, but, but for all you fans out there that are confused, like just keep reading. I promise you, like it'll. Make I'm sure sense. they'll explain it. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, mother boxes, boom I, tubes, all the new gods. The few that's new, gonna the be. things of new gods I know is from uh, Azarello's New Fifty Two run of Wonder Woman because yeah. the new gods do show up. Okay, to duke it out with the Greeks. Okay. Yeah, but like, the only one I know of but is But even like Orion. Dark Side, High, uh, High Father, um, Godfrey's in this also. Also, have you ever read Final Crisis? No, is that the death? That's where Batman dies. Whoa, right? spoilers. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's where he gets, that's, well, he dies. Well, I know he goes into the other because dim- that's the tra- time traveling, right? He dies. When he's coming back. Yeah. Time traveling, what are you Bruce talking Wayne? about? He gets anti-life equation. Okay, by the way, everyone, that, that book's so old, I'm the one who probably didn't know about it. It's, it's good though, Bruce but Wayne like, is. but it does a lot. There's a lot of what, final or stuff that Bruce happened. Wayne? Final. Um, I love Final Crisis. It's good. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that has to do with this. I mean, not a lot, but the, you know, that whole thing, Fort World, uh, that book. There's some things, but I think well, first off, I love this. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite issue that I've read in a long time. It's going on there. My list best issues there. Yeah. Uh, I like how most of the the issues stuff that is in him. Um, I don't know if it was just him in the costume or just when he's on the TV show, but the rest of it is just, uh, you know, a nine panel grid. Each page is nine. It doesn't fray from this nine panel the whole time. Like, that's all it is the whole time. And I love it. I love that there's a structure to this. I love the dark side is that it speeds up and once in a while, it's one panel page or one panel like every other page and then one panel page. And then there's one page where it's on there like four times and it just keeps coming. And it's just like, it feels like this impending doom of like, dark side you know and eventually we're gonna learn what uh they're trying to say here but so you know orion comes says hey you need to come back uh he says you're the son of dark side he's not he goes no i'm the son of high tower what that means is that originally so mr miracle was uh high father's son and him and dark side made a deal to keep truce to keep each other accountable they're like you can have a scot-free he gave his dad gave him to Dark Side, and he goes, and I'll take Orion. That way, we know we each have one of our sons, and we can never start like a war because we know that you'll just kill that person. I'm not going to have you kill him. So that's why he says you're the son of uh, Dark Side. He goes, No, I'm the son of High, High Father. Um, so those two have a kind of like brotherly like kind of relationship, but you know, there's animosity there. What's the stand up or stand? Basically, he's just testing him. It's just okay. Yeah, it's just a different way of being like, hey. Get up. But okay. yeah, but Scott. I mean, I, I understand the premise of the word stand. He grew up in a pocket. I just want to make sure that no, I understand I mean, that it's psychological. I shove you down, stand. Yeah, right. So you keep will coming you're up. keep standing up yeah. to me. He right. grew up in an apocalypse and like, uh, so he's like been trained there and stuff like that. And that's how he made birth out there. Um, sorry, or not us. to keep interrupting you, but this is a character I literally know shit about. 
Right, which is um, why Mr. Just, Miracle was in Dark Side War, right? Yes. He's the one who comes back and yeah. is the savior. Yeah. Okay. So that was like Sorry. your intro to him, but again, I cannot say enough. Like I love this issue as well. Like I'm gonna give it a nine. I didn't give it a perfect ten. What I was gonna say though, I mean, all that stuff, I don't think you need to know. Yeah, it's gonna make sense. It will. No, so I mean this this book is its own thing. Yeah. Right. It's just the characters I don't know all the stuff about. So it starts with he tries to commit suicide, right? Yeah. And then later when he's on Godfrey's show, he's, he's like, oh, what did you do that for? He's like, oh, it was a trick. I'm trying to escape. He's an escape artist, uh, at least the way they see him. And so he's like, I was trying to escape death. Like, I'm trying to escape death. And they're like, oh. And then there's a part, you know, he keeps remembering details differently. Oh, the mm-hmm. trash are blue. No, they've always been brown. And there's some other things. Oh, the, uh, what's his lowest friend name? His friend's name? Inside uh, the studio, they brought him, he brought him the little handcuffs. God, what's his name? Oh, I, I can't remember. remember. I know it's the old man working on he the handcuffs. He was, uh, he's, so there was a first Mr. Miracle. He was friends with him. I forgot what his name was. Anyways, so he's like, oh no, he's he's been dead. And he's like, no, there's no way. He hasn't been dead. But, so when he's in this uh, TV show, he's on Godfrey's TV show. Godfrey is a villain um, who his power is persuasion. He can make you see things, do things that you don't know. So he talks to me, he goes, uh, no one escapes from death. I try to, so I try to kill myself. And then it kind of like, and you can see him go, Oh, like this. I think that Mr. Miracle, like this isn't real reality. I think that maybe he is like stuck in the anti-life equation. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get out. And so like all this is him trying to escape death, you know, trying to get out of it. And so I think that's what, because I read an interview with Tom King and he said, somebody asked him, uh, how do you even pitch this? Oh, it was an interview assistant to him. And he was like, I told him, I was like, I want to write, he's like, uh, Dan Deal's like, any character you want. You can pick any character out of all of them. He goes, I don't care. You can write anything you want. And Tom was like, I know what that means from working in comics for as long as I have, is that when somebody tells you, he goes, every single time I ask an editor to write a person, they're like, oh, no, you can't have them. They go, who else do you want? They always give you second choice. He goes, I don't know what it is, if some power trip or what it is. He goes, no matter who you ask for, if you go to them and say, I want to write Batman, they go, I ah, can't write Batman. You want to write, uh, instead you want to write, write Nightwing, and they give you Nightwing. So he goes to Dan, and he wants, he doesn't want to write Mr. Miracle, but he's like, I'm just going to write, just say some character randomly and be like, I want to write this person. And he's like, I want to write Mr. Miracle. And Dan's like, all right, you got Mr. Miracle, whatever you want. And he's like, oh, I guess he actually meant for once that I could write whoever I want. Right. Because at that point, Omega Man was selling out trades like crazy. It's a super popular book. Uh, he just had one in Eisner for a vision. Um, did he win in Eisner for that? Yeah, I think he did. He won some more. Maybe it was Harvey. And so Dan was like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. And he was just about, he was just about to write Batman for them. Uh, but then, so the person I was interviewing was like, oh, what's your pitch for Mr. Mark Miracle if you didn't want to write him? He goes, uh, I can't tell you that. It ruins the book. So I would imagine if the the pitch, the the, the pitch would probably be, Mr. Miracle tries to escape the anti yeah. equation. That's, I mean, that ruins the story. So I, that's what I thought. Like, there's just so many things that are different in this. It's not, obviously not his reality. And there's some scenes like that scene with Godfrey where like he kind of acts weird and acts like he's almost being like under mind control. And that I think that he is like not really seeing what he's seeing and maybe he's under some sort of mind control and this is him trying to escape that. Uh, he's trying yeah. to escape this. I like the... Uh, and maybe that's why he tried to kill himself. I like the subtle Easter eggs in this. Like, again, these are going to go right over your head, Alex, but Godfrey was awesome. Uh, they name-dropped uh, Granny Goodness. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, fucking show me granny goodness, please. Um, I'm sure she'll be in here. Yeah, she's got to be next because she trained Barda, I guess Mr. Miracle, too. Oh, and that's who I was thinking of. He's giving him the cuffs. Oh. He has uh, been dead. Sister name of Darkseid, all of a sudden, is like, Darkseid is, Darkseid is, Darkseid is. And, he even uh, had some pings in there. Some ping, ping. Is that the tubes? Some mother box. Okay. Mother and box they, pings. They even had the Jack, open the Jack Kirby little bubbles. I love it. This whole thing for me was like, even if you don't understand all this stuff, if you understand just in terms of this story, just in this as a one issue, I don't know if you feel the same way. As just a one issue, I thought it was great. Like, nothing for this. What do, number one issue should do two things. One, make you understand the story enough that you're like, yes, I want to get the rest of this. But also like, Make you feel like why can't I read two right now? Like why? Mm-hmm. Like I want to read the rest right now. I will and admit. I think it did. I'll, I'll admit. I I grasp for two because I want to know what the hell is going on. But as for a um, meeting a Mister Miracle thirst, I I don't I I don't know what I'm drinking. If this you is a mixed cocktail, but of if you want new gods for dummies, watch season nine and ten of Smallville. <laughs> Explains it all. But like, I mean, like. I don't mean you have to know where it's going, but you will have to know like, oh, yes, I'm going to enjoy. I want to read the rest of this. For me, this is okay. This would be like me reading Turtles and oh, look at this. There's a a reference to a character. I know. I don't know shit, but but I want to get the rest of these books. uh, Let me bring up a book that we're not talking about today, but actually I read Redlands. Is that what's called? Redlands. It's right over there if you want to hold that up. Um, I read this. This is an issue one. Jordi Blair, uh, Vanessa Del Rey. Uh, doing the art, Dory doing the colors, and writing the book. I told Alex before I got here, he's like, oh, how was issue one? So comparing issue ones, Redlands was all one scene. The whole first issue is one scene. It, it's a spoiler. If you don't want me to spoil it, skip this part. I won't put this in the notes, so sorry. If you were part of the notes and thought we were just talking about Mr. Miracle. Redlands, basically, so they're trying to hang these three witches. They look out the window, and the witches have, are burning the tree, but they're gone. Like They can't find them. These townspeople, sheriff, and bunch of cops and so they're barricaded inside of a house uh actually the police station down below they have the prisoners and eventually they look out and they see this little girl and the little girl they let him in they go oh let the girl in and the girl turns out to be a fucking uh demon uh kills them all gets out and then the witches are there and the witches say something about like yeah this is uh you're all gonna suffer all this like that and then the book's over which is like a cool scene yes but there's not enough there to me let me know what that book's going to be about. I don't know what the book's going to be about. No. Which is obviously fighting a, a town or something like that. I, I I don't know. And is it enough for me to be like, yes, I'm definitely going to issue two? I told Alex I have a look at it. No, like it's it was good that first issue. It wasn't like, but it doesn't feel like it stands on its own. Like if I if I give that, like I feels like I need more to know if I want to be in that series. Whereas this, I feel like this was enough for me to be like, yes, I'm going to invest this. Right. And maybe that's just because I like Tom King. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I but every single uh, person I've seen talk about this book, it's like that was a great issue, first yeah. issue, and I think it's enough to be like the seeds of mystery for you enough to be like I want to follow that. Let's see where it goes. We heard Garrett's rating. What is yours, Marvin? Ten. Okay, I told you one of the best issues of the year. Went well, right on my list. That does, that could be a four. Mitch Gerard's art like- was incredible. The I had, the only problem I had with this book and it happened in flash too. It's like, I know it was on purpose for this book, but when there was like some of the panel work where it's like blurry, that fucking hurts my eyes. But it's supposed to be like, it's me every yeah. time. I know it does, but like it gives me a headache every time. It seemed like in uh witches, 
uh, from Snyder and John. That one's more. That's just annoying. This, and, and I guess that's whatever. That's <laughs> but it's the, the same. The style. To me, it's the same thing because I, I can't see stuff in that book. Oh man. At, even on the cover. At the very least, though, because what you're saying and what was it, Flash? Also, the text is behind that kind of blurry. At least the text is not. Yeah, it's part true. of the blurry. The text isn't part of the blurriness. <laughs> true. Like that, like it helped, but like still, but that's like what even I mean. looking at that right now, like my head hurts. That's what I mean. Like even look at the top right one where he says a course, mm-hmm. and it's blurry. I think every time it's blurry like that is him being sure. persuaded by Godfrey being like, here's how you answer. Here's like, we're, this is what you think. Where he's like, of course, <laughs> that's what I think. And he's like, when there's a part here when he's trying to explain his trick and Godfrey said, what does he say? I, uh, oh, he says here, he goes, did you actually really escape? I mean, death, right? Did you escape death, Mr. Miracle? And there's a panel of nothing. And then, uh, Mr. Miracle goes, what? And he goes, oh, sorry, we're out of time. And I just feel like that's, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot here that makes me, at least me, feel like I want, like I'm getting the rest of it. I was going to get the rest no matter what. I, say, like, I, I think, I think part it of lived up to my expectations. Of being regardless, like, love this. I, at least I know for myself and Marvin, I assume for you, we're still going to all get it anyway. I'm getting because of the character. But I hyped this getting. shit up so much before it came out. Like I was like, Tom King says the best thing he's ever written. And for Tom King to hype it up that much too. Mm-hmm. And for me to read this issue and not feel disappointed, I think he's great. Yeah. Because like if I would have hyped it up that much to be like, I'm going to love this thing. I love Vision. Mm-hmm. Vision is one of my favorite books. I love Tom King. Tom King says it's one of his favorite things he's ever written. Like that's a high bar for me to read this book and not be like, ah, that wasn't good. See, so far I'm on like, this is like a, uh, what's it called? Pre, uh, can't even think of it right now. But I'm on a winning streak with this book with Tom King. Because I've been burnt on other things by him. So, so far, so good. <laughs> but this does feel like Tom King's story. His yeah. Batman feels like it's Batman, but he has some sort of editorial. Here's some puppet like, hand up hey, his butt. Hey, here's what you can do. Here, do this instead. Yeah. Feels a lot of compromise. Whereas this feels like this is the Tom King I know from Vision. This is the Tom right. King I know from his, you know, uh, short stories in those quarterly books I read. When I hear Tom King talk about books... This feels more like his style. I think what intrigues me is the fact that I have read Vision and I loved Vision. That I already went into this book being excited to read it. And I think that Mitch's art is fantastic from Chef of Babylon. I am so excited for issue two to find out what the next step is. You read it. When did you give it? Yeah, you, so you haven't read it. You read it? I'm going to give it a nine. I, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Can't be a ten because there's not that that I understand what's going on. Not... There's not that other piece that's time yet. You guys fucking betrayed me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Alex, what else we get? I don't even know. I'm still thinking about Mr. Miracle. right here. I'm still thinking about Mr. Miracle. right here on top? No, I don't want to. I want to read from my my notes. Uh, Kill or Be Killed, number 11, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Sean Phillips, and colors by Elizabeth Breitweiser. Uh, First issue of the third arc. Yep. Really liked it. I really liked this issue a lot, too. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was oversized, to be honest. It feels like it. It felt like there was more. Not sure, though. This this took from the the second arc, which the end of the second arc was kind of lackluster for me. This started off great. Reminds you of the first issue. And honestly, I, I don't know what really boggled my mind about this. Here's I think well, maybe ahead. he's that he's like the fucking badass. Like I think maybe that's it. We just, all forgot. Don't lie to me. Then tell me that you didn't forget that he was that fucking. I know badass when he goes. I kind of forgot. The book, I did. Even I in the book, he tells forgot. you. He goes. Yeah. By the way, you probably have forgotten this. And there's that nice. Um, he didn't. We didn't have to do a flashback for when he talks about what happened with the was it Daisy, the girl, the 
other girlfriend that did his paintings. Yeah, yeah. So like, we, he doesn't even have to go. Oh, remember that time that I did Hashtag this? Team it's just like, hey, uh, I dumped her. She betrayed me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's natural. Yeah. Dialogue. That's the thing about Eddie. Uh, Eddie Brubaker. We're on first name basis, of course. But, uh, but like his criminal books, criminal anything he writes, his dialogue always feels true. Always feels like, oh yeah, that's of course. That's the way we find out naturally in stories that his uh, maybe uh, crush girlfriend, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Ask him, hey, what happened to the other girl? And he just tells her naturally, rather than, like you said, like a flashback. Doesn't yep. make sense. Uh, so we learn he, so we learn that the demon is fake, according to, like, he believes now it's fake. He's like, oh, it's part of my mind. But then he got sick and he's like, oh, maybe it is real. But he's like, nah, I'm just sick. So I assume now we're, we've mostly concluded that the demon is just him. A figment of his mind. Because he was mentally sick. And so now he's back in medicine. He hasn't seen it since. He didn't kill anybody that month, even though he tries to justify be like, but I killed two people the last month. That were that were bad people. So he's always going to have those thoughts going in and out. And I think we talked about like serial killers always try to justify their killings. Be like, no, I had to. Like the demon told me to kill people, but he was just mentally ill. Uh, but now he's actually killing for a reason. He's killing to make sure that Kara stays alive. Like, well, actually, he's retired. In the middle of the book, he retires. He from does being, for a while until yeah. he tells the comps that I uh, I'm not doing this anymore. I you guys don't want me yeah. here. I'll go kill people elsewhere. Until he goes to her work and somebody asks, "Hey, do you know, have you seen Kara? I'm looking for her. I'm a friend of her boyfriend's." They're like, "No," and he and he's a Russian guy, and he's like, "Oh, they're still after me. Well, I can't just let this stand." By the way, very quick decision. It surprised the hell out of me. He went into the kitchen, and I thought he was just trying to like get away, and then he goes out and sees the guy and stabs him in the neck. I loved the end of this the issue. The cliffhanger was so good. Where there wasn't, there, there's, I know it's one of those things is just so natural. And yeah. again, it, I didn't notice he went to the, the kitchen to get anything. I no. just assumed he went in there to get away from the guy as he walked by. Yeah. Turns out he went to go get a knife. Goes out, stabs and running. No hesitation. Like at this point now, he's so comfortable with killing. He's just like, Fuck. He made a decision like in two seconds. I'm killing this guy. And right away he was back on the phone. Like, am I in the right place? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's go to the party. I don't, <laughs> I'm don't gonna, I think that I'm going to give this this issue for me personally as a ten. I'm going to give it a ten, 10 as well. Too. That was fucking. This good. is a strong start to this arc. What you said, the second one. I mean, it's not bad, but it was weaker it was than the first dovetailing one. Dovetailing a little bit. It kind of felt like uh, I don't really like the way it's going. We're now uh, there hasn't been a break, so it's not that mm-hmm. there was a break, but I think now because he mentions an issue somewhere in the second arc that he said he kind of thought he was all going about Beldelin, but he wants to do well or stuff now with Kara and then the cop. What's the cop's name? Do you know? Remember? No. But he now wants to tell a multi-angle story from different perspectives rather than just Dylan. But now it feels like, oh, no, no. He, now we're back to where he originally wanted to go and he knows these other characters now and now it's going to finally, like, now the thing's back on the tr- on the track. Well, say now now you can bring all those characters back in together and make it just a fluid story. Where those other issues kind of threw me off when we were talking about Kira, we're talking about the Doctor, we're talking about so and so. It's nice just to get back into that that grasp of what this book is going to do. But it also got me really excited again because I did forget that he was that badass Punisher, yeah, basically. Right. And now it's like okay, we're now we're going to lead up to that scene. Like this, it's going to probably not probably not the end, but you know, second to last issue, we'll get to that scene and we'll see the conclusion, and then we'll be present day Damn, the, the the logical part of me when i was reading this book was the that just nice stab right in the jugular god it's so good yeah like honestly really impressed oh me. the knife at the end yeah just, yeah you're not talking about the precision gunshots at the beginning of this issue that he gets does? one guy in the head gets one guy in the chest well that first scene we've seen in the first issue yeah. we always were like god damn it's such a good scene and to re-see it now with perspective and context being like seeing where dylan has come from and seeing him like this now being like man that guy really like 
he's really good now. He even says, like, I'm not that scary kid anymore. Like, well, even even when you watch him get um, knocked down by that Russian, what is it? The guy's yelling, motherfucker, motherfucker, and then he falls on the floor, takes the back of his gun, bashes him in the head, then kills him with the... Doesn't even shoot him, just beats the shit out of him. So he stabs him, cleans the knife off, and then tosses inside of a rotten pumpkin and then walks away. I mean, likely, that's he's not that scary guy anymore. There's no hesitation. And I think that part, now that he knows the demon's not real and he has killed people and got away with it on his own without any help, now I think he's like, I can do this. Yeah. No hesitation. Well, now he's even got those other stakes of, like you said, trying to keep uh, Kira safe because now it's not just about him. Even the bad guys know that she's around. How good is this team? So Ed amazing. Rick or Sean Phillips and amazing. Elizabeth? I wish they'd get back on Criminal. They, hey, are, they said in the letters letter page, page, page that he doesn't read. He doesn't read. I don't read them. <laughs> and, and to, be fair, to be fair, I'm actually after um, who told me last week I should be reading them, Tom? Yeah. You know who has the best back matter is this book yeah. and Lazarus. Ooh, okay. I was so, say, so it's one of those things that. If you read any, just read those two. Well, I was just going to say, I actually, today, had I gotten off work a little earlier, I probably would have read the back of this because I am feeling like I'm missing out on some stuff. They're actually doing a criminal, not a straight up comic book. They're doing a novella which is going to be prose, but then Sean Phillips is going to do art with it. So it's going to be a mix, he said. Mm. And it's bringing I'm really back some forward. characters yeah, from, from Volume first, 1. Yeah, from Volume 1. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he, hold on a second. Hell yeah. I was going to ask you who you think it is. I tell you what, this this may be... It wasn't, I don't think it was on my top five favorite books, but this issue alone is probably one of my top favorite issues of the year. Of the I year. Mean, yeah, it was, it was really good. Because just I cannot get over... Him reminding us, by the way, I am B.A. I am so badass. And Question, then get, is there any blue in this fucking book? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's one. Which I love that uh, Phillips put her hair back to red. Kira's yeah. hair. Do you mean I this hated issue? it being blue. I meant in the series. Is there oh. room like... Yeah, her hair. Used her to hair was blue. I guess there's some blue, but it's all faded and things. Because I just love how red that whole thing is. Oh, so. Love it. Yeah. 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 The best. Ten. Great. Like, if you... Obviously, go back and read the first two arcs. But if you want to jump on and see, hey, would I like this book? You can read this one. I mean, it spoils the first two arcs, but... You can catch up right now. Both trades are out. They yeah. catch you up right to this issue. Hey, so. and it's 10 bucks for the first image. does 10 bucks for the first one, and then the first, second one's 15? 16.99. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. That's not that much. Hey, to be 27 fair, bucks, with you this can book, be 16 bucks is good. Yeah, under for under uh, 30 bucks, you can be caught up right now. Yeah. Now, what will be fun is when this book comes out in the uh, deluxe hardcover... Like what Saga has, what um, Fade Out. Manhattan Projects, what um, yeah, Fade Out has. Deadly Class. <sighs> yeah, that's one I would. The only reason I would say to read this monthly and to get these issues is because that background is really good and he oh, hasn't put it in his books. Essays in every single issue. And they're really good. Yeah. Same thing with Lazarus. I would get it for the back matter. Right. Did you guys read X plus 66 yet? Not yet. No, yet. I'm still on. That's It's in my next stack of I, six to read. I think so. I'm going to make that our on our when it comes out in two weeks. I'll make number two. Two? Okay. I'll catch up. All right, last book for the night is Youngblood number four, written by Chad Bowers, art by Jim Toe. What do you think, Al? If you're not liking this book, you need to drop it, but I'm loving the shit out of this book. I, I'm not loving the shit out of it, I, but this is my favorite issue. Okay, good. Uh, this issue is one, badass. I'm not loving the shit out of it. <laughs> my favorite part is Die Hard, holy shit, is probably my favorite character. Yeah, he's a fucking when, when Now, Die Hard is the president, right? Yeah. And so we're watching, I think it's, um, oh, what's Ratchet? the archer's name? No, what's the archer's name? Uh, Staff? No. The Rock guy? No, what's the archer? Bow and arrow. 
can't remember. Oh, Sky or something? I don't know. No, it starts with an S and it's like stock or stick or whatever. Anyway, getting chased. Diehard's uh, robot henchmen are chasing him down the street. He's beating the shit out of everybody. You watch him even use his sword as an arrow. It's like, holy shit. Wait, no, that is Ratchet. That's not Ratchet. Yes, it is. That's his name. The guy's name who's the archer? Yes. No way. Yes, it, it is. It starts with an S. It does not start with an S. It's like Stash or... It's Ratchet. No way. I've never heard him call him Ratchet. I'm pretty sure it is. Fucking look that shit up. But um, when Die Hard, after all of his henchmen, his robots get destroyed, he's like... I go, is uh, it the guy in the cover? Yeah. yeah. Shaft. 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 Whatever. There you go. Okay. I remember it being a dick thing. Shaft. <laughs> God. That, every time I read it, it bugs the crap out of me, right. that Shaft. What about Shaft, like the hero? But he's like, pretty uh, cool. He's like, like, Shaft. He's, he's like he's, old he's, guard young yeah. blood, basically. But when Die Hard decides to put on his coat or take off his coat and go beat, go do this himself, I was like, of course. That's how the boss should be. Take care of business yourself. Be he also famous. got introduced to a cosmic lady. What was her... Supreme. Uh, Supreme. I thought no, she I thought we great. I thought we'd met Supreme. I thought Supreme was on the team. Already? I thought I it was thought, I thought it was the girl because eight days before. Oh, so that was a flashback to them getting yes, her. To, okay. To, so you're because right. they're they're accruing the team. Right. So I thought her origin Holy page shit. was cool. Yes. Where they were explaining how they go to became. something Haven, Little Haven or something. Right. So how that was pretty cool. Her? I don't know. Right. No, how are we right. gonna find her? Um She's I don't think we have to find her. I think, yeah, this is a great combo of, again, for people who have read Youngblood, like, I bet you're loving the shit out of this. Um, for us, well, at least for me. It's a nice invitation. Reading, yeah, I mean, holy crap, I want to go back and get yeah. Youngblood, because, like, you know, there's a lot of parallels to, like, DC and Marvel and things like that, but, um, I don't know, you can tell that this is, like, not just something done for the sake of making money, like, there's a real point to yeah. this story, um, and we're starting to get, um, it's kind of reminding me of the Ant-Man with the Hench app. Except they're using the superhero app basically to turn uh, superhumans into or like superheroes into henchmen yeah. that they can turn evil then. So did you read the blood strike? Number yeah, three? it confused me. I know that was in there on purpose, but I don't know why it was issue three. And uh, well, I'm, I think I don't know if blood strikes on one. If I know blood strike one came out a couple weeks ago. I don't know if two came out, oh, so but maybe I, I'm guessing not. this is either a. Just an introduction that you could read it, but did you know um, Wolf was in it? What's his name? Yeah, and he was in issue two. Yeah, out the or, train. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That was kind of a cool connection. Which is the which is definitely a DC Marvel. Just seems to be a ripoff. You had your yeah. your uh, dead um, Deathstroke. Yeah, you you Deadpool, Deathstroke, Cable, and yeah, Lobo. Right. Like, so when they did the cliffhanger, like holy crap, it's Black Strike. I'm yeah. like. All right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but the young blood, like I love the art. I think the colors. Whoever does colors, which I should figure that out sometime. And maybe I think, it's, I think it's, I think it's toe. I mean toe. Whatever looks great. Yeah. I mean they're all very. By the way, if we're saying his last name wrong, correct us. Yeah. Tau, toe, whatever. Toey. He got toe. Um. Yeah. I'm glad I'm getting this. And I'm definitely staying on. I'm giving it an eight. At, yeah. I'm gonna stay. In. I, I I like eight. And I definitely think that we need to go back and release volume one. I know. I kind of want to go back blood. and find volume one. Yeah. Just to true. be a part. And I, I even actually have to read in the blood strike. It's like, I kind of want to read blood strike. I know that yeah. they come re reissuing them. Right. Or reprinting them. Right. Oh, it might be fun to get on. Yeah. Eights all around. 
those are the books we read this week. We have uh, Hulk number nine, Young Blood number four, Secret Empire number eight, uh, Mister Miracle number one, and Killer Be Killed number eleven. Rainbow Comics and Cards. Looking for comic books, collectibles, board games, or any sports memorabilia or sports cards? The only place you need to shop in Sioux Falls or Lincoln, Nebraska. Visit their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rainbow Comics and Cards, or their Lincoln location at Rainbow Comics and Cards, Lincoln. Or find them online anytime at RainbowComicsandCards.com. Our feature, we're going to do a top five. Today we're doing top five comic book movies. What movies, this is, and you know, Alex, this is called cinema. What? They take movies, I mean comic books, they adapt them to the silver screen. And on this screen... Is it no silver screen? Is that movies or is that TV? Silver screen TV. All right, they adapt them. Maybe we should do that sometime. But he doesn't watch enough TV. Adapt them for the big screen for what they call the cinema. Holy shit! They get a director, a writer, cast. A couple times there's more writers. Best right? boy. Everybody gets up there. They put the movie up there, and we're saying, "What are our favorites? Top five. I've never seen movies. I live in a box. To be fair. That statement's not far off. Uh, <laughs> not the box part that you haven't seen many movies. I've seen a lot of movies. No. Okay. Cinema Paradismo. Seen it? Wait, what? Cinema Paradismo. No. No? Okay. Uh, Starting us off. Garrett, you have your phone up already. I'm going to pull up mine. Um, my, number, my number five. Not my number one. My number five is Batman Begins. Um, one of... I mean... I really like the whole Dark Knight trilogy, um, but this one like is the first actual origin story of Batman. Like we've had mention of it flashbacks and other movies, but this is the first one where you see it on screen in its entirety. Year um, one, year one, basically. Um, and holy crap, it's good. It's so it's gritty. I mean, it's you expected it to be revolving around toys like all the other movies have. But this was revolved around story and Christopher Nolan's idea. Um, Man, what a great movie. I mean, Raza Ghul is the first villain. Um, what the fuck? Who cares? And it ends up that like he trained him, so like he gets his skills um, from Henry Ducard. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really love the movie. I think that uh, they didn't know that it was going to turn into a trilogy. I mean, they probably did after the success of the first one, but you don't know it's going to be successful. They set it up. There's Joker at the end. Joker card. Yeah, I know, but they didn't know that it was going to turn into a million dollar trilogy. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like a big blockbuster. I have a question that I've never understood about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Raish dies in the train. Right. But then somehow he gets on a plane, falls in the woods, and some wolves are after him. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> this was on my short list, but it didn't uh, make the top five. Yeah. What would you out? Weirdly enough, this, this, this one didn't occur to me. Dark Knight would have, but... Uh, my number five is X2 X-Men United. X2 X-Men United. I think my favorite, the, the part that really gets me is one, I think that Nightcrawler's a great first scene for this movie. Is yeah, when you're taking you get to touch his the, fucking tattoos and transport, right? right? That's what I do. It's one of the best uh, opening scenes to uh, any movie, I would say. And uh, I, I'm a giant Wolverine fan that his fight scene against all the uh, the soldiers, holy shit, is one of the best. I guarantee you, don't do it now, but I guarantee you Alex knows play-by-play play how that scene works out. Uh, I could Probably. do it right now for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you put him in a mansion and gave him, like, uh, fake Wolverine things and people came in, he would never see a step to make. Yep. 
I honestly, that's one of those movies that I I almost just watched it for that part. I could skip everything else because I don't give a shit. Watch the action scenes. Like, yes, I love this movie, but the action is what really drew me in. X Men uh, X Two X Men United was on my shortlist. Also, they made my top five. Uh, it did make your top. My five. top five number five is a movie that I know for sure you two haven't seen because I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Road to Perdition with uh, Tom Hanks. Nope. Directed by Sam Mendes, who went on to direct Spectre. Uh, yeah. And what else was the other one? Uh, 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 Quantum Souls? No, he didn't direct that one. Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. Yep. Okay. Inspector. Yeah, that's when I met Skyfall. Spectre's the bad one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, say, I don't know why I was I guess I brought it up being like, hey, you drank that movie too. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Paul Newman. It's uh, basically Lone Wolf and Cub. It's like a gangster story. This uh, dad's part of the uh, part of a gang, mobsters, part of the mob, and his whole family gets killed off, except for him and his youngest son. And they're basically on the run for the mob. And it's uh, it was a comic book first, and they went into a movie. And that's one, actually, a lot of people don't know it's a comic book. It's one, it's like, a, I think it might be Vertigo. It's a very, uh, not old, but it's older comic. And uh, it's a good movie. It's one of the best. And um, the ending, uh, who knows? Tears might come down. Jesus. Tears come down <laughs> for Cinematography-wise and directing-wise, like, I love that movie. Hmm. Uh, it's only number five because... Uh, you can only watch them movie so many times. Right. But it's really, really good. <clears throat> My number four would be Wonder Woman. Just came out this year. Wonder Woman, absolutely. Da, 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 da. It, it <laughs> sometimes surprises me how much you've started. You've, you've grown into liking Wonder Woman. I used to hate. Okay. I Now, in the past, I don't know if anybody even knows this. Probably not by the time this show started coming. But I hated Wonder Woman. Not because she was a woman. Or anything like that. It's because how easily she could corrupt Superman, which would piss That's me off. That's because they made Superman versus uh, Superman Wonder Woman that one. Uh, right, they made them like the power couple and like all that bullshit. But like, I have grown over time to really love her as a character, and I think this movie like turned it up a notch for me. Like, got me super pumped. Um, Man, some of the sequences in that movie, my favorite sequence, obviously, is No Man's Land, where she fucking charges across the battlefield and basically. Yeah. Beats the shit out of everybody. Beats the shit out of everybody and conquers land that, like, was not going to be conquered ever if she wasn't involved. So that was, oh, it was just amazing. It was basically, she was sick of being told no about all these things, and she's just like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And then she just fucking, tr- oh, man. I tell you what, is it Gal Gadot? Holy shit, she, she won, I just, she seems like she really would be Wonder Woman. In real life. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, she got the so much she backlash herself. about being Wonder Woman, just kind of like Heath Ledger did as Joker. Like, I think she's perfect casting, just yeah. like he flooded. I know, people Joker. complain so much, and yeah. they saw it, they're like, oh, she's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I, yeah, it's like, you know, not I, only does she look like, oh, she, just, I mean, she carries herself like right. she should You would be. think people after the Joker were to learn to, like, hey, let's see the movie Give them a chance, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, uh, number one movie, uh, box office-wise, this year so far. It yeah. just passed 400 million uh, domestically. Even beat Guardians? Yep, it's number one. Good. Oh, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, they just announced the details for the home release. I'm like, fucking pre-ordering that, baby. I love that movie. I think I, out of like superhero movies, I can't even think of I've seen any other movies really this year. But in, let's just say superhero movies because I know I've seen them all that have come out this year. I, that's my favorite. Yeah. I didn't make this list, but it made the short list. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I really enjoyed that movie. There's a, some, a few things that were not perfect about it, but it's still top notch. You know what else was top notch for me? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number one. One. Of course. 14. 
bunch of a-holes a bunch of a-holes i i uh this is a movie that when it came out i was not i, I didn't know guardians of the galaxy and so I'm one of those bandwagoners now that as I grow into it, it's like, oh, that is a good movie. And a part of it is for me, I think Chris Pratt n- probably doesn't nail Star-Lord as what he was originally written. But as a character and as an actor, I like him a lot. Uh, I'm biased. Love Rocket Raccoon. Love me some animals. Groot. So Not an animal. It's a cyborg. Isn't he a cyborg? You said it yourself. Groot. Groot. Oh, my God. Plant. You know, the only two characters I really don't care for are Gamora. I know. Sumi and Drax, because Drax is supposed to be smart, and it bugs me that he's not. Yeah, but yeah. but whatever. Well, I feel like Star Lord. He's different too. Hey, give Batista some credit when he gets to two. He's I know. In two, he's amazing. He's yeah. gold. But it's just there's a learning curve. Batista, also Inspector. Um, oh yeah. It's you know how good he is in that role. This is out of my list, but uh, Chris Pratt's so good in that role that they basically remade that character in, in Marvel it. Comics yeah. to be Chris Pratt. I believe that. So, like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. We'll do that. And so, like, I would imagine also, like, hearing from James Gunn, a lot of, there was a lot of improv stuff like that, because I think that's how James uh, directs. So, it really is just Chris, like, as a character. I mean, it's James Gunn, plus it's Chris. But that character's so strong that they're like, oh, yeah, we like that. Second thing, from even from both movies, not that Guardians 2 made it on my list, but those soundtracks are awesome. Oh, I love really those songs. I like so the second great. one better than the first one, but, yeah. Brandy? What a fine, uh, fine girl. Oh, shit. I've listened to that song at least 100 times. Do you get that on a uh, compact disc? Of course. Got that on CD, bro. <laughs> Do you for Then real? I put it on my flash drive. <laughs> Whoa. You don't want to convert? Backup. Fancy <laughs> stuff. How many megabytes? Got it on my, I got drive. it off my typewriter. <laughs> my number four, uh, you haven't seen it, I know for sure. Me and Alex went to this in theaters. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We I've didn't. seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. I have not seen it. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, that's your number four. Yes, I love that movie. I re- I want <laughs> really? to see it because I I it's good, but it's not like uh, Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors. I love all his movies. I think this one is one of his strongest. It's at least comedically, I think it's his most success accessible movie. Uh, he's I like his directing style. The cast is great. A lot of people in that movie. The story. If you like video games, you'll love this movie. It's There's very, a lot of references. Like, it's CGI very, special effects. It's very for when i say my generation like you know not just my Arcade age group games. but like this whole millennial kind of group mm-hmm. it's very fast it's very funny it's very you think you're part of the one uh stupid humor <laughs> i am by the way i know you are uh 1982 <laughs> to the barely made it <laughs> 1982 2004 um but i mean the material is great it's very it's a very warm story but also doesn't take itself too seriously i mean a little bit but still and it's just Dumb and uh, fun comics, cheesy, and then but Ed uh, Wright does it in a way that's like also for me. Uh, I like watching, like, I'll go see a movie just because I like the director, and so for me, like, I like Edgar Wright, and there's a lot of Edgar Wright in that movie, and I like it a lot. I haven't seen his new movie though, I gotta go see that. Baby Driver, Baby Driver. Court, hashtag guess what Swan said it's really great. I, I've heard great things about it, yeah. I know everybody I talk to loves this for one person, but um, uh. Uh, I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, but Scott Program vs. World, I really love it. You should see it. We should watch it. I think I own it. But as if you own it, let's watch it. Let's make I that. Think I own it. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I, watched I really it own years. a lot of physical media anymore. That's what I want. I've watched that in years, to be honest. It's great. And the soundtrack's great, too. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of original music, but it's great. 
Got some Chris Evans in there too. Of course, my favorite. Spoilers. Number three. No, I knew I knew he was in it. Actually, okay. it's fun though. I would yeah. if you haven't seen it and you're interested at all in the comic book series. The comic book series is great. If you want to read that, um, they actually have a different ending series and the movie. And I think the movie's better. Watch back. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, number three would be The Dark Knight for me. Um, you want to talk about pushing boundaries in a Batman movie? This one pushed every single one. A, a fucking bat suit where you can turn your neck. It only took, you know, 40 years to figure that shit out. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the story was compelling. Uh, Joker was amazing. Two-Face was amazing. A lot of people like think that Dark Knight's just Joker. Like Obviously, it, like 80% is, but Two-Face is a huge part. In hashtag movie. my villains. Yeah, I'll hashtag Alex's villains. Um, crime story, not very much detective work. Um, not very much Bruce Wayne slash Batman, but when they are in it, it's really great. And one of the best endings of all time. Um, when you... If you get further into the material, you know, if Heath Ledger wouldn't have passed, like what that the rest of this trilogy would have been, would have been something insanely amazing that would nothing would be able to touch it. But it's still Dark Knight as its own. I can't remember a movie I watched more times in uh, at home on vacations, people putting it on like I was in high school at the time. They played it on the bus. I got to and from like football games. Like I probably watched that movie like 50 million times that year. Holy shit. Okay. Not (laughs) just a lot. I'm meaning a a shit ton. (laughs) And like every time I watch it, who knows what a shit is shit ton. Every time I watch it, I'm still like intrigued. Like I don't ever get bored. Like I've seen this scene a million times and I actually just like I somehow I just get zeroed in on the screen and I just can't stop watching. Wait, you shit a ton? Oh, that would explain a lot. Alex, what's your number three? My number three is Marvel's Avengers, number one. That's good. That's a really good movie. I, I, will mention I think finally for me, it's the a nice combination. I, the only complaint I ever had is I hated Captain's suit. I really hate that suit a lot. Yeah, and and Marvel that, did too. Yeah. Everybody hated it. And I, I think recently it, rewatched it and I was like, God, that suit's horrible. Like I know we talk about the... Um, Oh, we want their suits to be what they were in the comics. His is the one suit where you need to let him have the belt. You need to let him have the gear that he's carrying because it makes sense. I like his suit in the comics before they changed it. The little wings on his head. Well, I think but if they would have... No, in the comics it worked. In the movie yeah. it doesn't. No, and maybe yeah, part of it is you need to actually it, have the wings. They should have done a different design yeah. than that one. That one was like the uh, fucking Under Armour suit. That was, his, that was his suit that he went swimming in apparently. Yeah, it was I, mostly the helmet, I thought. And that, that's the thing. Part of it is that you want. I wanted either the wings or I wanted that to be a helmet, not this weird latex suit they're wearing. Bugged no. the crap out of me. But I, I loved Hulk in this movie. I loved the the Bruce parts of it. I loved. There was so much about this movie that I loved so much. The uh, Hawkeye finally gets his time in the light, which he's bad most not of much, the movie, but. but he's bad most of the time. Do you guys remember the hype before this movie? I was going to say that was the best part. The hype before, but also it's one of my favorite experiences in the theater. Yeah, like don't you remember when? That's my that's my secret. I'm always angry. And that punch, that theater went fucking oh, crazy. Fuck. We all saw it together. Yeah, uh, for everybody listening. And then also when there's that fight scene and Iron Man shoots his lasers and Cap uses his shield to like shoot them. God, everybody went fucking crazy. Yep. That whole action scene was fucking bonkers. Yep. And, and when the uh, puny puny god. Unfortunately, in the movie theater, we missed it because everyone's laughing. Yeah. And after I hear it again, it's like, that's eh, not as good. I, I guess I'm expecting more of that puny God, not Mark Ruffalo's version of puny God. But alas, but I would say one of the things, you know, 
our friendship was built on, you know, plus hashtag Estos One, was watching those movies, getting excited for them. I mean, oh, that, yeah, we watched them all. I mean, we watched them all right up to it. I mean, we were, that's when we were starting hanging out, reading comics all the time. Like, that was like the fucking. I was going to miss origin. this movie because I had finals in college, and this was my last year of college. And we told you to go fuck yourself. That you I was told that they'd pay my gas, they'd pay my ticket. I just had to be there. We had to get and to it. Was it finals? I thought you were graduating. No, it was finals week. Oh, I graduated okay. that weekend, but it was finals oh, week. Right, my yeah. last test was at like six. And the movie I was think like, one of us bought your movie ticket, something. We bribed I mean, there was, shit there, out there, of you there was, you there was, yeah, bribery to get me to this movie. And I, I'm i glad I went to this movie. And with we dressed you guys. up as the fucking Avengers. Like it was the best. And say, can't do that shit anymore. We went from Infinity War to go back again. Yeah, so we can't go with shields, can't go with hammers. No weapons. You know what? I think now, I mean, comic movies have changed so much since that movie came out that I think I when I watched them, I was like, oh, I expect more from comic movies. But at the time, that was the epitome of comic movies. That, like was, that yeah. was like, oh, this is all I want for comic movies. Right. Like this fun movie. But I think when you look back now, like... Well, it's dated see. already, but... Yeah, it's a little dated. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, but that excitement of getting a team of individual characters to come together that were not already a team was pretty exciting. You mean like Justice League come together and it's in that uh, trailer. Holy that shit, bro. Come together. <laughs> uh, my number three, guarantee you it's on uh, some guy's list. Uh, is the uh, original Superman movie, uh, Christopher Reeve, right? No S. Uh, that one's not on my honorable mention. Oh, really? It's okay. Well, this is the first movie that, hey, man, maybe believe a man can fly. <laughs> uh, I love that movie so much. I wa- like, I'll rewatch the movie uh, whenever it's on, whenever I see it on, or everyone's going to be like, God, I'm going to watch Superman, and I'll watch it. That's the movie for me because I think it's the only movie – Besides, I, I like Richard Donner's yeah. uh, cut of the second one, but I think it's the only movie originally that like knows Superman that like gets that character, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's nothing about that movie I don't like. I kind of don't really. Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor's kind of like a little bit. He's a little bit more. Yeah, he's not really. Uh, I still, but I still find it fun. And what's on the back of that fucking cape? That is a, a yellow fucking ass. Otis, Mr. Luther. <laughs> um, Otis, uh, even that's fun for me. But even like just Superman and Lois in that movie, like that whole, like him, the opening, him with Lois, uh, that their date's a little cheesy, but I still like it. Um, how that movie ends when he finds, spoilers, Superman, uh, when he finds that she's dead and he yells, by the way, he does not turn the world, world around to go back in time for everybody that thinks that he actually just going as fashion and the speed of light. So it goes back in the past. Uh, they do show like kind of it, the way that they do it. It's kind of confusing. Like it's but that's not the way it's actually. Yeah. He's just going so fast that he goes back in time. Also, do, have you seen the extended edition of that? I believe so. Way better. So when, he, before he flies out of the earth, do you, do you like the part where he talks to like, you see Jor-El's head in the clouds? Oh yeah. Like I see. The, I, yeah. I've seen that, that part's fucking amazing. Jor-El, uh, Fuck, what's his name? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando as Jor-El is amazing. Nobody ever lived no. up to that. Even so much so that when they were promoting Man of Steel when they made the trailer, they used Marlon Brando's voice. Right. To it. No, no, they used the... No, they used Kevin Costner's and Russell Crowe's. It was separate, Superman Returns, I think. Yeah. Um, they still used his... Well, that because that was homage to the first two movies. But even still, like, that's Jor-El. You know yeah. what I mean? It's There's so much about that movie that's like... That's the first superhero movie that's like basically got everybody involved. Like, hey, let's make Batman. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And they started this whole thing. 
Um, score wise, amazing John Williams. Nobody does not recognize that theme. Yeah, like literally, you, you could say Superman or sing it when it's playing. Like that's how good that score is. I love the movie so much. It's really great. I've only seen it one time. God, you but I don't own it. I've never owned hey. it. So oh. movie commentary. I would love to do Superman the movie. Uh, Standard edition only, though. I don't watch that shitty sort of version. Garrett, what's your number two? Uh, number two, I'm going to get some smack for this, but The Dark Knight Rises. Like, Oof. there's something about that movie that I just love. I just love the shit out of it, and I don't know why. I like the redemption in it for, you know, Bruce basically going through his back being broken, getting everything taken from him, basically kicked to the bottom of a well and climbing himself out. You know, it's not only physically and mentally like it's a redemption for him. And when he comes back, he's the real savior of Gotham, you know? And what I love about this trilogy as a whole is by the time you get to that third movie, like you don't even like his parents. Yes. are still heavily influencing this story, but like he doesn't need his parents as a crutch to be the protector of Gotham anymore. This is just what he does. So I think it just really went full circle to Batman Begins and really wrapped this trilogy to a nice bow for me. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I thought Bane was an excellent villain. Um, I thought the plot devices were really good. I know you don't see Batman for a majority of the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh you think the darkness is your ally. But spirit, then your body. It's what? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I said too. You know why I love that stuff. movie? It's because yeah. when I after we saw that movie, I started doing my Alfred impression. That's yeah. like horrible, but I <laughs> Brucey, <laughs> Brucey, uh, yeah. I actually do think I'm going to halfway agree with you. I actually do think that movie's way better than people remember, and I think a lot of it. Even we went to it twice in theaters. Yeah, but I think but like if you think about like I complain all the time, I ruined that movie for myself, and I think a lot of people did. They got so hyped for that movie, and it never could live up to whatever they were mm-hmm. hyping it for. So when people see it now, they're like, this is going to be amazing. I saw Dark Knight. It's already what people, what these people and what I at the time was like, this is the best movie ever. And then they saw Dark Knight Rises and they're like, oh, it's not better than that movie. But I don't think it's any worse than uh, Batman Begins. Right. But I don't think it lives up to Dark Knight. But right. I, I like it a lot too. I think, in the, I think each of those three movies in themselves is good. Um, I would not say Rises is my favorite. I still right. say Dark Knight is probably my favorite. Yeah. And what is your number two? My number two. Oof. 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was actually listening to the, uh, well, you guys were listening with me to the Shredder score. That is a movie that I remember watching as a kid and liking a lot. And as an adult, I even like it more. Because now I know these characters and I've, I've actually grown up with these characters. Holy shit. It is still hard to watch Raph get the shit kicked out of him in that movie. And then thrown through a building. Or thrown through the glass. I was watching that movie uh, two years ago. Oh, oh Jesus. I, I Casey, Jones, Casey, Jones, Casey Jones is great. Casey Jones correct where he's not a fucking cop and a piece of shit. April O'Neil, where she actually can, you know, she tries to fight the foot, really can't. Oh, my God. And how much these turtles actually want, not that they want to be people, but they almost just want to be accepted. They don't want to see people get hurt for just, Shits and you know what I find amazing about the movie? Because that movie, what the cartoon was on already, right? Yes. And they're like, let's make a movie. For that cartoon to be out already and for them to like, let's make a movie. And for that movie to be that mature and not expect people to be like, all oh, kids are going to come see this. They were just like, let's make a good Turtles. Like, they were more true to the source material than they were the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Even though 
the cartoons the reason they made it because it's popular yep. and when they do the tmnt logo at the beginning it's the cartoon logo so it's like obviously that's the reason why they make it the reason why they got money to make it but the people involved were like let's make it like a comic i love that final fight scene is still one of my favorite fight it's a really good a movie. movie i really love it but the thing is i can't tell if i love it so much because i grew up with that movie I, you know how many times i watched a movie as a kid oh i'm i'm guessing probably as many as i have. i've probably seen it at least a hundred times and raf what a movie you got a problem with that that's I, and then Domino's. I love Domino's because of that movie. Yeah, I remember as a kid, be like even shitty Domino's? cheese sticking to the top of the box. Domino's at that time, dude. That this is before they put the uh, little box cover on it. Dude, I just oh man, one now I want pizza. Wait, Two, how, I almost want to watch this. movie. How much does he short the delivery driver? Hey, isn't uh, it the tab is thirteen? Tab's thirteen. It's ten bucks, so it's three bucks short. Yeah, five minutes late. <laughs> I couldn't never find pay, the place. Never pay full price for a late pizza. Uh, my number two came up already. The Dark Knight, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, Christian Bell, uh, Heath Ledger, as he says, the Joker. This movie, and I, you know what? I was thinking about this when I was putting down my list. I wrote, basically wrote down all my favorite comic book movies. And I had like 15 or like ones I'd be like, yeah, I love that movie. Or like, that's a good movie. And then I slowly went, well, which one of these can I, which one of these would I be like, I, this got to be on the list. So I would cross some out and leave, I have left like seven. And then I looked at the seven and, okay, let's go, let's number them one through seven. And I did. And this came up as number two. And I was like, you know, a lot in this show, I complain about how that movie is not really true to the source material. At least I say. But then I was like, but that's a really good movie. And I, and I think it is like one of my favorite movies and it's a really great movie, even though it takes liberty with Batman, it doesn't enough for me to be like, Oh no, that's not, you know, hashtag not my Batman. It's enough to be like, that's Christopher Nolan's Batman and his interpretation of like how that world is Gotham and Batman and Joker and everybody. So even though I like, uh, that they nowadays don't shy away from more comic book aspects, that's more realistic. It still is like an amazing movie. It has an amazing score. Hans Zimmer taking chances and not having... Uh, and he, James Newton Howard on that one, too. James Newton Howard, yes. For, they could have just walked in and been like, this movie's going to make fucking a million dollars. Let's just do a shit. You know, just do... We can do a basic theme. And no, they're like, let's take chances. They did a lot of things. Experimental things with the Joker's theme and stuff like that to like make it unique. Make it so that when you heard the Joker's theme, it's not only frightening what you see on screen and like you're off hinge. The music, you're like, what the fuck's going on with this music? Like, I don't understand what the hell it is. Uh, like you said, Bruce and Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight, Batman are not really, uh, the main focus of this movie, but really I don't think they're supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be that journey of him, Two-Face and Joker to see the different ways that this city has changed them to see Two-Face try to do good until the city basically betrayed him and he had to go bad. Joker never believing there was a good thing to do and always saying no. This city is already corrupted. The thing you got to do is we need chaos. Chaos is going to make things the way it needs to be. And Batman trying to bring order and try to be like, no, this is what I, you need some sort of order. You need some sort of. And at the end, he realizes he's like, no, you need a dark. You do need some sort of order. You need a dark night and a white night. You need somebody to be good and somebody to be bad. And I think this movie works on the level of being like, this is a good Batman movie. But also, like I said, it's a good movie overall. Shit. He Fletcher want to fucking oscar for this movie like mm-hmm. has any other comic book movie besides suicide squad won an oscar <laughs> god doesn't that just make you hurt but, 
Cinematography wise, beautiful. That scene when he's standing on top of the building, spoilers, that Rachel uh, dies in, mm-hmm. and he's just fucking beautiful. Oh, the way he's yeah. like backlit and like you just see a shadow like looking down and they're like cleaning up the mess behind him. It's such a great movie. And like that's a movie that I don't care how many times, like, like you said, I don't care how many times I got to watch that movie. I've never, I've never watched it and be like, yeah, I'm done with this movie. Yeah. It's always like, Mm, this is good. Yeah. Let's watch the rest of this. And that's kind of like really the start of IMAX, too. Yes. And he's Chris such Manoli. a, yeah, he's a fucking He could have also been like, let's just, I can, this movie's going to do whatever anyways. So we just make a movie. But he's like, no, I want to try out new things. IMAX. I'm going to try out this. But like, now he's making, you know, Dunkirk. That's like, is it all my IMAX or just a scene? It's like, he said it's like 90%. Most of it. Yeah. I'm sure he would do more, but those cameras are heavy. And yeah. his cameraman was like, yeah, not the whole thing. Right. Uh, plus, it's expensive. But now, like that movie made Christopher Nolan this guy who who he can ask Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers like, yeah, we'll give you a cash load of money, make a movie. Like that movie, I think it's number one still, number one comic book movie in terms of money. Uh, but even, but even uh, besides the fact, like commercially great, but also like critically, that movie is amazing and uh, it deserves. I mean, it's two on my list. You would think it'd be number one when I'm talking about it because I think it's the best movie on my list. But there's another movie that for me like is your favorite, my favorite movie. But this movie, I'll, but it's still my second favorite. Yeah, and uh, tons of things come out this way. Joker, like people, this is the way people see Joker now. You oh, know what th- I mean? this is this no is, other way. Well, I was gonna say when he had talked about it, this is totally my hashtag, my Joker. This is the Joker I most um, not see myself in. But I, I hope not. Oh, that's what I was going to say. But I appreciate the fact that this Joker is so fucking scary. That's what I mean. Culturally, this movie had an impact like in my life I can I can point out a few movies that were like culturally like it changed things Matrix like after the Matrix came out there's so many parodies of like that's Bullets Time thing. uh, things that do they do in the Matrix like they've done in movies past since then because they learned from that movie Dark Knight same thing like people now like how many people have you seen dressed up as a Joker as that Joker like they don't know any of the Joker how many, how many times have we seen parodies of Batman how he talks in that movie so much so that like when I watched the movie like I can't really take that voice that seriously anymore. But at the time, it worked. Right. But it's just because so many people parody it. Just like Matrix, though. I watched Redux Matrix two days ago. Uh, right after GMT. Oh, sure. Uh, in that scene, I was kind of like, it just reminded me of the parodies. But still, it was like, when I remember when I saw it, I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. And The Dark Knight works oh, in that way, too. I'm like, this is fucking cool. And then that's enough for me to remember, too. I think, I think Heath Ledger nailed it as a Joker in live action. I would still give Mark Hamill voice-wise... So, so good. So perfect to Joker. Yeah. All right. My number one. Ready yeah, for number it? one. Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. Not kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> no, this is the hidden gem of uh, the lost treasure. As you might say. And fucking Marvin already name dropped it. Uh, Superman two, the Richard Donner cut. Number one movie, comic book movie in my heart of all time. Did you call me Marmy? Marmy? I think I said Marmin. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Marmy. Cool with Marmy, though. Um, it's like New Mommy, day, but with an R. Um, so basically, if you've seen... So I've watched like all the behind-the-scenes features on all these Superman movies. Like There's a huge documentary for uh, Richard Donner's creation of them. And when you get to the second one, like there was a big falling out between the Salakines and, the, uh, and Richard Donner. Basically, they scrapped his second movie. Like they took, they kept some scenes, but then gave it over to Richard Lester the, as the director for that movie. Um, and then in 2006, they found Richard Donner's cut 
of the film, basically, because they filmed one and two back to back. Um, that first time I watched Superman to the Richard Donner cut, I was literally like cheering, standing up, watching that fucking movie. Like it was so good. This is a movie I need to see because I, you have I've, to see I've it. never seen. This. I think everyone should give it a chance and watch it. Like watch Superman two and be like, oh, that's really because Superman two by Richard Lester, like. It's not horrible. It has some faults. 75% of it's good. Yeah, 75% of it's good, but you can tell where Richard Lester's like, oh, let's throw an emblem and hope it does something. It doesn't do anything. Um, but when you get to the Richard Donner cut, you're like, this is the true keeper of Superman. Like, he should have done this. It's like, Sal kind There's of a lot of characters running. that are way different in his cut. Like, they, they yeah. initially, basically, like you said, he was supposed to be a director of the movie. They kicked him off. Yeah. Uh, there's some character. What's that character's name? That Zod's uh, muscle. Non. He in the in the uh, original movie he's an idiot, but in the Richard Donnacott he's supposed to not be an idiot. He's like actually he's like ruthless. ruthless. And, he's like yeah. you know like a strategist. Like he knows what he's doing. Which in the comics non is too. Yeah, because it's non Ursa and uh, Zod. But in the uh, what's his name Link? What's the other guy's name? Zod. No, no, the director. Richard Lester. Lester. In Lester's cut, it's he's just like basically like a dumb. Yeah, he's painful. Lester turned Batman it into a comedy. He turned yeah, it. He turned I mean, into Batman and Robin. He went cheesy. Yeah, and the ending was still like there were still great parts of that movie. But again, that was all Richard Donner. But they didn't give him any credit for it. But if you watch that movie and you're like, or I like like the, the way Superman took it seriously, but not seriously in meaning that there's no like, it's not light. It is light because mm-hmm. it's Superman, but didn't take the material seriously. And then the second one, you're like, oh, this is like, what's going on here? Did you? That's because it's somebody else. Yeah. So in Superman 2, the Richard Lester cut, have you seen Superman 2? No. You haven't seen any of the Superman seen, 2? I, the, only, the only Superman I have seen is the first um, one. one, Returns, Man of Steel. Okay. So you're missing out some Superman history here. But in 2, basically what Superman, something happens to his powers and he tries to get him back and his mom gives him the powers back, which is like, okay, cool, whatever. But in the Richard Donner cut, fucking Marlon Brando's Jor-El. Oh, God, that scene makes me fucking just I remember, so get amped. That movie came out uh, <laughs> right after we became friends. And I remember, because I've seen two before, and uh, I thought, well, I love one. And two, I was always like, eh, I wonder. You know, it's, it's missing most, something. It's mostly good. Yeah. And then Gary remembered me like, you should watch that Richard Donner cut. I just watched it. It's amazing. And I was like, what? It's like two new scenes. Yeah. What are you going to talk about? And he's like, it's a different movie. And I go, there's no way it's a different movie. What are you talking <laughs> right. about? How can they make a different movie? And I watched it. It's a different movie. It's completely different. <laughs> it's like you wouldn't. Even, you're like, holy shit! They have that much. They had that much material to work with. They had like, mm. it, when Richard could go back and do what he wanted to do, you know, it shows the the power of editing, the yeah. power of post production. You can really make two different movies, and they did. Mm-hmm. So like, when they tell me now that they're reshooting Justice League, they're doing a lot of stuff in post to make it a different type of movie to like lighten it up. Uh, the tone of it, it's like, yeah, they, I'm sure they can. Like, I believe in it because right. I've seen that cut. And there's all the reason why this isn't on my list because like Superman one more. But even like I was making, I was like, uh, Garrett's gonna put that on his list. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I was like, I'll come up anyway. Right. <clears throat> Great. Alex, what's your number one? I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm. To be fair, I'm not gonna say it. I'll let you. If you want to take the guess, I'm sure everyone, at least you two, Here, should let know. T two out of the shadows. <laughs> no, I started watching that today. And I no. had to shut it off. But there's, I, I'm pretty sure you guys can name what my favorite movie is that gonna one? be. Where? Number one. Road to Perdition. That number one. Yeah. Is that what I think it is? What the Winter think? Soldier. Yeah. Yes. Number one. No, number one too. Yes. I. I. 
I saw this movie. This was actually one of the few movies I've seen more than one time in theaters. And the first time I went was with you guys. And it was it was good. I was like, holy shit, this is way better than the first Avenger. Then I went with my girlfriend, which is now my wife. And I am... You're married? I'm married, bro. We got this ring. Ladies, I'm sorry. This one's bottomless popcorn uh, buckets for you guys. (laughs) But uh, so the second time I saw, I am she and I are holding hands, and when exciting things happen in the movie, (laughs) yes. Well, I'm just I'm I'm saying. I know. I know. What you're gonna say? That's I'm laughing at what you're about to say. But I I I I move my arms while I I'll end up squeezing her hand. We know you punched this guy during Spider. And I have I have I I got punched. He got punched at least twice. But I'm one of those guys. I'm so excited about the fight scenes in this movie. That the first fight scene you see is... Um, it makes me laugh that even on a date, you're like, I gotta fucking... No, no, no. It's not my hands are jerking. It's my... I'm squeezing her hand really tight. And so she goes... That's what I mean. It's she like, goes, can you let go of my hand? Oh, sorry. And I mean, it, it's a death grip. Of, I'm just so excited watching this. I'm so Yeah, right. Enthralled. It's fucking cap, like, decking people with that shield. You're, like, picking up her arm and going, like, fuck it. She's like, wow, fuck it. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> I uh, the first fight scene where he's fighting uh, the Leaper. I thought, oh my god, this is so good, and it's just proof that Captain Rogers is such a um, a respectful man. Where Leaper goes, I was told you're more than just a shield. Are you gonna prove it to me? And so he puts the shield down, takes his helmet off. It's a fair fight now. Let's do this, and still beats the shit out of him. I cannot say enough good things about this movie because I just one I I have a man crush on uh, Chris Evans. If you're watching this, bro, you're one of my favorite people. Shout out the uh, action scenes. Chris Evans is amazing. I remember when they announced it, I was like, "The Human Torch? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, uh, but he really gets that character a lot, and the writing gets that character. The Russo brothers are amazing directors. I've learned from that movie. Like their action scenes, like you're saying in that movie, are like very inventive, very like. Because eventually, if you see enough movies, you're always like, "Oh, I know where this is going. I know what they're, you know, they're setting up for it." And for the Winter Soldier, there's a lot of scenes where I was like, "I've never seen this before. Like, this is new and fresh." Like when I went to see, I mean, it's not as revolutionary, but when I saw like the Matrix, those fight scenes are like, "Wow, they're really taking a lot from like anime and stuff like this, and they're really making it their own." Whereas this, I was like, "Wow, they really understand comic books and like how they set up fight scenes in comic books, and like it really did feel like a comic book movie come to mm-hmm. life." Um, but also plot wise. That's a movie that doesn't uh, make you, like doesn't talk down to the audience, being like, "Oh, the, we're not gonna make a movie. We'll make a movie just about you know something dumb." No, they're like, "Let's make a movie where they have we have allegories to real life. Like, what does it mean to be secure? Do you give up uh, your security for safety, or like, do you, or do you give up privacy for safety? Like, do you, or you really want to give everything up to shield so they protect you?" Uh, just like in real life, do you really want to give everything up to the government so that way you'd be like, oh yeah, go ahead and take my information, take my fingerprint, take my, take all my information as long as you keep me safe. Is that really worth it at the end of the day? And what Cap says, he goes, this is not safe. This is not security. This is fear. Like what you're doing is telling people you will die if you don't go with us. And that's to make a movie like that at this time, like the age that we live, especially when that movie came out is uh, risky for a camp, for a superhero movie to be like, you know, people go to movies to be like, forget about stuff, especially superhero movies, and to go there and be like, oh no, we're gonna make a movie about politics and like that. But that's what Captain America is. Yeah. And I know a lot of times, a lot of people go after Nick Spencer being like, why are you putting politics in Captain America? It's like, motherfucker, that's all it is. Yeah, that's why I love that book. Now, uh, there's some crazier things about that book, which which right now why I don't like it. But I mean, I do like it. I get it. Uh, but uh, that movie for me was like, oh, this is Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Like this is yeah. like. There's good action, but there's a lot of like, hey, real life stuff's happening in this movie. It has repercussions. They're going to be go. And then 
the whole thing is just like, and then it sets up stuff that, in terms of the whole cinematic universe, uh, if you watch Agent of Shield, like that set up stuff for that, mm-hmm. set up stuff for future movies because Shield gets disbanded. It's still like unraveling. For yeah, for well, everything. There's there's a lot of other just Easter eggs in this movie. Um, I know if you pause it during the targeting scene when they're in the helicarriers, you do see Stephen Strange's name. I'm sure you see Bruce Banner's. Um, I love that Zola is in this movie. Yes, and like, and that he's not the, he's not this over screen. he's not this overdrawn character. It's just I was he was smart enough to put his um, consciousness in a computer. And I love all the uh, side characters in this movie. Sam Wilson's great in this movie. Uh, Natasha's great in this movie. She, I love her in this movie. She's so Sharon great Carter was cool. Sharon Carter we have in this movie. We have uh, Winter Bucky, Soldier. Holy Bucky. shit! You know what? I never liked Winter Soldier until this movie. And I, not that Winter Soldier or Bucky is one of my favorite characters now, but I love, uh, which is Sebastian Stan. Yeah. yeah. I, I Holy, he makes me love Winter Soldier. He's really great. Um, score. Score is, is fucking great. incredible. I love that score. Yeah. So good. I really like the first movie's score. Not a, not a lot, but I like yeah. the, the main theme at least. And then that second one, I listen to that second one all the they time. They incorporate the first one sometimes into it, but the second one was more... Like, the album was the, the first yeah. one. Second one was by Henry Jack, Jackman, I think. Right. Um, but the second one is more like... I'm already calling to mine right now. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, the weird thing, there's only the one part I remember is um, when Captain is in the museum listening to Yeah, it calls Bucky. back to the first one, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's only... I don't... I, the weird thing is when I w- get watch this movie, it's not the score that I hear. I'm, I'm so busy just watching We Captain. understand you get you get sucked in. But I, you're already punching I'm, the screen. I was like, I'm, just, I'm stuck in... I'm so in this movie. I don't hear anything else. I'm just seeing what But that's what I'm doing. saying. Like, this movie works so many, on so many levels. Like, me being like, oh, this directing's good, this score's good, and you're like, man, there's, this, this is... A, Awesome, awesome action scenes and you love Cap, you love all these people. And you know what? When I heard they're making a Captain America movie, uh, I was worried because there's some people who write Cap and they don't understand how this yeah. guy is. There's some people who are like, oh, he's the American good to The same way they write Superman, they don't yeah. understand who the fuck this Boy guy Scott. is. Um, and I think like, I like Mark Miller, but like in Ultimates, he doesn't underrate fucking Captain America. It's a, he's totally wrong. Uh, as Ultimate, Captain America is totally wrong. That's the guy who I thought we. I was like, oh shit! They take they've taken a lot of inspiration from Ultimates in the cinematic movies. I don't want that cap. Mm. Nobody wants that cap. And then when I saw Chris Evans in the first movie, and then a lot of this movie, especially when he deals with Bucky, uh, I was like, that's Captain. Like when he's at the end of the movie, they're fighting the ship. They're fighting the ship, and he's just fighting him. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. He's like, I'm with you till the end of the I'm line. your friend. Fuck. Holy shit, God it's so good. It. it works on so many levels. Like, yeah, yeah like you said, emotionally, like for me being like, ah, that's my cap. Like, you know, he's not going to punch Bucky. He's like, no, remember, like, we, we'll die in the ship. Uh, like, I'll, you can punch me and, like, I'll be almost dead. And as long as, you know, you don't get hurt, like, let's figure this out together. And then Sam, I love Sam, uh, brings him on board. And then he's later on in the movies. There's a lot in this movie that's just like, I don't love it so much. I think to me, this is the movie that's a staple. I don't buy many movies. I buy this movie. I, I actually, there was like two years after this movie came out, and all I talked about is I want Winter Soldier. I want Winter Soldier. I want this movie. I finally just bought it myself, and I watched it. And I've I've watched it at least four times since I got it. Ed Brubaker is in this movie. Is uh, it really? Yes. Isn't he one of the... Uh, Scientists. Yeah, when, uh, right, Bucky's waking lab. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, you know at the time, speaking of seeing in theaters, I saw this twice in theaters. Because I saw it once with you guys. And I remember 
I remember we know who Winter Soldier was at mm-hmm. the time, but they took a good uh, while in the movie to show you who he was. And I remember when his mask came off, people were like, "Oh shit, it's Bucky!" Bucky. <laughs> so I remember, I remember my wife was about, surprised. Like, they did a good job about like keeping under wraps. Yeah, or... so that way it is a surprise. So that I like that also. Uh, that it wasn't just pandering to like me. Obviously, I'm you know I'm looking for certain things, but also they were like, "Hey, this is for everybody." Um, the the Winter Soldier reveal for everyone other than those who probably already knew is kind of like what Vulture was in Homecoming, where it's Liz's dad. Spoilers. They're like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Well, whatever. One by this time, they've either listened to our show, or we've already spoiled it before. Yeah. So. Uh, also, what I like about this movie, so I saw the for the first time, and I remember talking to uh, one of my friends, and he doesn't see any of these superhero movies. Uh, he's no interest. And I was like, you should see Winter Soldier. And he's like, why? And he's, he's into politics. So I was like, it's a really good movie, even if you don't watch this movies, I bet you would like it. And so then we went, made plans, and uh, me, him, and two other people, we went to go see it again. It would was like what, like a month afterwards? How long was that movie was in theaters? That was in April fourth. It came out. What the fuck? Do <laughs> you know this? It's my sometimes. Favorite. It's, sometimes you're like a robot, Alex. Hey, I, you know what? I want to find out if I'm actually right. Uh, but anyways, we saw it wasn't as packed of a theater, mm-hmm. but even without the crowd reactions and just seeing it again, knowing what's going to be happening, knowing the action scenes, uh, it's rewatchable. Like that thing is so good. Uh, but he, like I said, doesn't watch any of those movies. He even liked it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's a good movie on its own. And I think that's what we look for on like this list. It's like, what's a good movie? At least I look for. I was like, yeah. these are good movies. But even like these are good movies. This one was a good movie. This the reason why it goes over Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight is a good movie. There's some things about it that bug me that aren't like Batman. Right. They don't like they do like hey, we're kind of embarrassed a little bit about right. that source material. We don't want to really do that. We don't have you that. embrace who he is as a character. Uh yeah, Captain was like, this is who you love, and we're going to make a good movie out of it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm there. Mm-hmm. What's that say? April 4th, 2014. Woo! Jesus. Sorry. You have no life. I made fun of this guy because <laughs> I thought his steel trap was getting rusty. Nope, still sharp. Still sharp. Just depends on what it is. Depends apparently. what it is. <laughs> oh, go get I movies. just want to watch some fucking say, movies. All I want to do right now is go and watch Winter Soldier and then watch Dark Knight. Uh, what was the other way I said? Superman? We should do Superman. We should Winter Soldier commentaries coming down the line. Holy shit. Ice. Those are good fun. ones. Those are two Man. good ones. Oh. Even though I had fun making fun and like, but also I think I like Batman forever. We all like it. Mm. But we Enjoyed still, it, but it was we fun still to make were fun like, of it. There's certain parts of it that we were like, it was good to laugh at it. I really think we should sit down and, and Spider-Man I do like, but it, it was really dated watching it again. Yeah. If you listen to our commentary, Spider-Man, uh, wow. we point Superman out Superman the movie is going to be way dated. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't really think so. But the, the thing is that I... I Superman I, is like a classic. I'm interested I mean? to watch a movie that we all respect and like, where yeah. it's not just a movie that we can make fun of like uh, Forever was. Spider-Man was good, but I still am going to give it shit. Winter Soldier, I tell you what, I'm going to watch this movie, and I'm going to be watching this movie. Like The hard thing for me is that I'm going to be focused on it, that I will talk. Okay, but maybe you'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, mm. Superman, I was thinking about this today because I watched uh, two documentaries today. Yeah. Batman and Bill. It's a good movie. Dr. Bill Bellfinger. Uh, made me cry at the end. Almost. Um, by the way, I said at the beginning of the show, I told these guys, I think anything these days make me cry. Uh, I'll see a fly get smashed and I'll probably cry. <laughs> uh, but uh, I also watched, I don't know what it's called. Doomed, I think. It's about the uh, Fantastic Four, uh, Roger Corman movie that never came out. That, uh, yeah. yeah. I watched that. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Oh, and um, there was a car outside and it freaked me out. Uh, I watched it and I was like, whoa, I feel bad for like making fun of that movie now because these people like put so much work into it and they actually thought it was going to be a good movie. Uh, And looking at like, you know, I told Alex afterwards, the whole movie is on YouTube. But I I watched part of it and I was like, you know, it's not that bad of a movie when you think about it. Um, Especially considering like they had no money. A lot of the people that worked for it paid money because the studio wanted to put it up. And the only reason why they did it was so they didn't lose their rights. The producers were like, I just put something out and they never expected it to come out. Um, What was my point? Oh, I was watching that and they talk about Superman because they talk about the special effects. And it made me think that's why I thought it was Superman for this uh, list. And I was like, did they really talk about Kryptonite anymore? Because they talked about the rights. Oh, that's right. No, that was, never mind. I don't even know why I brought it for that score. I'm rambling now. Batman and Bill, they talked about Superman, about how Jerry and Joe had the rights to sell to DC. And I remember they had a fight a couple of years ago with DC. And DC said they were going to start not mentioning Kryptonite, not mentioning like things that Jerry and Joe owned 100%. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, when's the last time I saw Kryptonite? It's like a Superman comic. Has it been in comic books recently? It was in the New 52. Otherwise, it hasn't been. Yeah, it hasn't been around. That's when they had the fight. The the closest thing to the reference would be Metallo in action comics. But was it Kryptonite? No. Or was it just? He's just in his green suit. They never talk about what he's powered by. Was it Kryptonite? Okay. But they don't talk about what he's powered by. Yeah. They just kind of shy away from it. Uh, that's been the show for today. If you want to watch any of those movies, go ahead and rent them. <laughs> the fuck is, what the fuck is that? Go buy them. Whatever. I don't know. Go see what. Dark Knight, Superman, Superman Two. I would recommend the Richard Donner cut. If you've never seen it, you have to. And see you've it. seen Superman Two, and you think, oh no, that's a dumb movie. Go watch that. It's a totally different movie. It is. Uh, Team and If you've never seen it, number one, good, good score. Winter Soldier. Oof. Uh, good music. Top. Uh, Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen Winter Soldier. I, I, I well, I'm, you never know. There might be some people who haven't. If you haven't seen it, I think you're missing out. But I think Get that goes with the same rock you've been sitting on. Even I've seen life. it. How much are you guys looking forward to the upcoming movies? Thor Ragnarok? What's your hype on that? I'm excited for it, but I'm also a strong believer that we saw a lot of that movie. I know it's only been a minute that we've seen. There's a lot of stuff we saw in that commercial, in that preview, that trailer. I'm excited for it. I mean, I heard the runtime's a little short, which is it can be good or it can be bad. Good. I think it's 122. Yeah, it's good that I'm going to get fucking move, we're rolling with that movie. Or it's bad. Hour, we don't like get, an hour and 22 minutes? I think so. I think it was an hour and 40. Uh, it's a, yeah, a little yeah, over an hour and a half. Right. Yeah, right. So, 94. Otherwise, if it's got a lot of exposition Dang. leading into the, like the beats, oof. I'm seeing this. I'm guessing this movie is going to be one of those things. We've already had a lot of talking in the last two. We're just going to get into the goods. Yeah. So, which is my Actually, hope. Actually, that's what I heard. The director said that it's mainly because it's such a, like, boom, let's go, the whole thing. There's not really a lot of exposition Good. that. That's I'm, my um, what, Black Panther comes out next year? I'm really excited for Black Panther. I'm. Oh, you know why? Hmm. Uh, Creed. I love Creed. You love yeah, Creed, too. Ryan Same Cooler. director. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Fruitvale Station, his first movie. Mm-hmm. God, it's so fucking. God, I just can't. I'm looking forward to Black Panther. And I hope, judging by Marvel's, Marvel's current tracker, they usually let the director do whatever. I Except think, for Edgar Wright. I think in Black Panther, I'm not sure what to expect, so I'm hopeful yeah. for it. And that's, that's I, think, I, mean. I think the part is that it's it's mysterious for me. I don't know what to expect. If they let him I'm do hopeful. whatever he wants in that movie, then he's going to be awesome. And Infinity War or Gauntlet or whatever, I, I'm hopeful for it. I don't know what to expect. I'm guessing we're going to see some death. Of, of characters, which is fine. 
I kind of want to see some people die. I want uh, to know these characters are not indestructible. I'm really looking forward to Just League too. Just League. It has to get it right. Amped. We'll see. Amped. Uh, I will see JL with you guys. I can't decide if I'm amped yet or not. I know that Joss Whedon is fixing yeah. things, which is great. Mm. I'm, I'm excited to see where we go. Hopefully it leads the way to DC kicking ass. Yeah. Let us know what you think of these movies or upcoming movies or this week's comics at Wednesday Comics on Twitter. Follow Alex at Alex Pastrello. Follow his alter ego at Pastrami underscore news. Uh, follow Garrett at Garrod2188. Follow me at Marvin underscore Saguero. The bell's downstairs, by the way. It's so not Ding. Uh, find us on Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Google, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com. Uh, you can find Wednesday Comics on WednesdayComics.com if you ever need to find this information. Uh, look at the top line. What does it say? Marvin, Alex, and Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that this whole time. <laughs> Fuck you. It's Marvin, AP, and Gary with one arm. Marvin. That second arm. No, you call me Marmy. 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 I'll go with Marmy. It's a cool name. No, it's not. But, uh, it kind of reminds me of Barbie from... Starmy. Uh, Black Hammer. Make sure to visit our sponsors, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Let them know if you want uh, Mr. America number one, that they're ordering more. Get your name on the list. Uh, go to Roots. Let's swap thing that com before Greg Capullo starts that run. You need to know about it. Here's the thing. Somebody stops you in the street and says, you heard about Swamp Thing. And you say, what are you talking about? They may punch you in the face. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> don't get punched in the face because you don't know about the green. Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. Uh, get ready also because it sells out fast if you want to get the... Uh, Holland Files number two. He, I saw I saw on his Instagram recently uh, one of his uh, collaborators is doing a little work. Uh, so it's coming together. You want to get on board? Then I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's been the show for this week. For My name is Marmy. I, oh, shit. I'm AP. And I'm Gary. <laughs> Everyone keep turning those pages. <laughs>